everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. And joining me today to talk about the Babadook and Prevenge is Matilda. Hi there. Jody. Hello. Sarah. Hi. And in her nudist colony in <laughs> the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> the PT cruiser herself, Ariel. Hi, all. So, how many dongs have you seen since we last spoke? <laughs> too many. Way, way too many. <laughs> Seriously, has there been more nudist nudist spottings? Well, I think I I think I messaged you guys when I was on a walk and there was just like a bunch of naked oh, dudes right. in the garage. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, all these retired guys thinking they were like taking a schwitz at the Y or something, but it was just their garage. It was just a garage? Open. Yes. Yeah, a bunch of people have their garages, they just like leave them open and they've kind of turned them into like sports bars and they hang out in them. But this time they were just naked. Oh, like, Ariel. Lots of naked. <laughs> like 70-year-old dudes naked. Oh, dude. Who's going to get you a GoPro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Like, it just sounds like a lot of long balls. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other day I was taking a walk, and um, on this one street that I walk on every day, there's this, like, I think she's, like, probably 18 or something, year old girl, and she's always outside, like, making out with her boyfriend like she's trying to hide it from her parents or something uh-huh. but this time i was walking up and they just had their hands down each other's pants oh. like the front of the <laughs> and like here's the thing the other side of the street doesn't have a sidewalk and people drive like crazy so i'm walking up realize what hap- is happening and then i'm like shit do i cross the street and get run over by a car or do i keep going <laughs> but then i'm like a perv i don't like walking past these People, it was a, it was a tough choice. You're like a reverse peeping tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, Ariel. Yeah, but I'm moving at the end of the next month. What? So. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, closer into Portland. I oh. hate the city I'm in right now. So. Oh. Yeah. I was hoping you were gonna say back to the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I will be there for all of December, though. So. Yeah. Oh, sweet. We're gonna yeah. hang out so much. I can't yes. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll keep all my clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to take you to a nudie place just to make sure you feel right. Like you can take her to you can take her to one of your Korean spas and get naked. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the Cat Club or whatever that that. One place is the Peep Show that used to be there in oh. San Francisco. Oh, the Lusty. I think the Lusty's gone. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was also one called, uh, or maybe it was San Jose that had pink pussycats. Oh, oh. what was that call- place called? The Pink Poodle. Yeah, that was it. Awesome. Well, it sounds like things are staying spicy and exciting where you live. Uh, how's yeah. everybody else doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, yeah, good. Just tired of kitchen work. Consuming my life, but it's almost done now. Mm. It looks so good, though. It does. Are you are you planning like a big like cooking event? Like, are you gonna have like a dinner there (laughs) or something where you can like really put that kitchen through its paces? I'd really like to. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and make like a new thing each week um, and just make myself use all these recipes from these books that I've been building up over the years. But um, I've got some friends around tomorrow for some board games and uh, and dinner. I just need to decide what to make. 
Amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So no, no other exciting, nothing else people have been up to. We got a kitchen. We got the the garage of dongs. What about everybody else? Garage, garage of garage dongs. Of dongs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ari Aster is making like a third movie, and that's the finale. Is oh, going to be maybe? like a film in the garage of dongs. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only plausible explanation. So. Nice. <laughs> it's yeah. the green room for whatever finale. Oh God. <laughs> Garage of dogs. Okay, cool. So it sounds like we've all stayed busy. I did a cat room escape. You saw some dicks. Like, let's keep it moving. Um, um, okay, so we are going to be reviewing The Babadook and Prevenge. And this was a Jody pick. What What made you decide on these movies, Jodes? Um, well, we've we visited the idea of maternity and horror a few times on the show, and I figured it was time we came back to it. Um, mm. And I guess kind of in my personal life, um, I've... Um, yeah, I've decided not to have children, but that's a decision that kind of resurfaces every so often. And I kind of, not directly, but I, I indirectly get challenged, I suppose, by other people my age having families mm-hmm. or, you know, moving yeah. away or, or, or whatever. And it's it's just something that is always kind of, I have to reassure myself, like, is this, is this still a thing that I'm going to do? And then I was thinking about it this morning in terms of um, when I say I've decided not to have children, it's like the default would be to have children instead of deciding to have children. And it's like yeah. you opt out instead right. of choosing whether to or not. Um, and that, uh, it's, that's just kind of something that's always on my mind, I suppose, as someone, as a, as a lady in my 30s. So, um, yeah, I've been thinking about doing The Babadook for a while. It seems like a natural movie that we talk about on Zombie Girls. And then I figured, I was trying to think of what to pair it with. Um, mm-hmm. So another lady-directed movie about, about pregnancy and motherhood. Yeah. And something with a, a different tone, I thought, would, would go well with it so we don't go too dark. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Nice, 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 nice. Awesome. And, and, and both um, both female-directed and both um, not American, so I just thought that would be a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Is, uh, were any of these first watches for you guys? I'd seen them both before. Prevention. Prevention was new for me. Okay, uh-huh. fun, fun. Yeah, I'd seen them both, too. I think uh-huh. Jody and I had talked about in the past, like, it was, I think Prevention made our list one year. I feel and, like it might have been in top 10 or what you've been watching or something one time, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, spoiler alert, it fucking held up, dude. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Okay, well, let, before we get into that, why don't we talk a little bit about what we've been watching? Um, alphabetically, Ariel, you know what that means. Yeah. Are you ready to roll? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so before I get into what I've been watching, can I do like a correction from last episode? Sure. Okay, so... I rewatched The Perfection, which we talked about the last time we recorded, uh-huh. mostly because I felt like it needed to be inflicted on more people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I approve of this so much. Um, and I think when when we talked about it, I had said that I both like really loved it, but kind of hated it too. Yeah. Yeah, I totally changed my mind. I was wrong. That movie rocks. It was Yay! so good. Oh, it like, wow. even though I knew all the bonkers, bizarre things that were going to happen, like, I still enjoyed every part of it. And I have to say, if you can make somebody else watch it, do it. Because watching somebody else watch this movie Ooh. is also great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so, I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, most of the time I don't like to have things ruined. But if it's well crafted and you go back the foreknowledge, like it, it changes the way you yeah. see all of the action. Was it was it like that kind of situation? It felt like that too. Yeah. I also just think I was being overly critical and like a wet blanket about it. I really think it's just a fun movie. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. Changing hearts and minds. Zombie Girls 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Oh, just a friend of mine that I thought would would probably not be willing to watch it on her own. And, oh. and what did and what did she think of it? Um, she came away with like just that face, like jaw drop. Like, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, yeah, because that final shot. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, what else have you been watching? Okay. So I had been really looking forward to the next Annabelle movie, which I know not everybody likes them, but I had really enjoyed the prequel. Like yeah. I thought it was a really mm-hmm. fun time. Same. Um, so I've been really looking forward to seeing Annabelle Homecoming. Um, it was not good. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. It's. I thought it would be because... It has the Warrens in it, and I thought, you know, that might be interesting to have them in for longer, but they're really not that big of a part of the movie. They kind of set up bringing Annabelle home and putting her in the case that we see her in in the other movies, Um, and then they leave for, like, a weekend conference or something, and the whole movie takes place um, over this weekend where their daughter is left alone with a babysitter, and then the babysitter's best friend kind of comes over and causes chaos and releases like basically everything in that room oh Um, that sounds good yeah so it sounds really good but it's like they tried to do everything that the conjuring did but just not well Mm. so even things like Mm. do you remember in the conjuring where the little girls are in their beds and like the blanket keeps slowly getting pulled down yes and it's like, I remember the first time I saw that being like, oh, it's so scary, um, getting really wrapped up in, in it. And you feel like um, that what they're going through is real and it's done so well and so sort of slowly and deliberately. This, they did the exact same thing, like the exact same scene with the little girl, but none of the, mm. it didn't feel the same at all. Like they mm. rushed it. It wasn't shot well. Um, like the little girl's acting is pretty decent, but... Mm. And it's just too much. They just throw everything in there. There's even like a werewolf. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they like just the... trying to get all the spinoffs? Like... I, I think so. I think that's what it is. Like, you know, that now we've seen all of these different things so they can make a movie for each one of them. Mm-hmm. I have to say The Nun was even worse than this. Oh. Um, <laughs> the Nun, I was like angry when I was done watching it. It was so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Um, this one, I think you could actually maybe sort of enjoy it if you just go in knowing, like, it's not going to be like the Conjuring or Conjuring 2. It's not going to be like the Annabelle prequel. It's going to be not as good as those. I also think if you were taking like maybe an 11 or 12 year old to it, it might be a decent movie to watch because the little girl is, is really good and relatable. Um, and the scares aren't that scary. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. That was a disappointment. All right. Um, the other thing that I've been watching is uh, Mindhunter season two. Has anybody watched that yet? I am also watching it. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me okay, too. well, I, I got don't to wanna... the I got to the the Son of Sam episode. That's where I'm at. Okay, okay. Well, I I won't give anything away then, but it's still really good. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I I kind of binged it over a couple nights and. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed all of it. I would say that there's a ba- like there's a side story with uh, Tench's son that I wasn't as into as the rest of the storyline. But you yeah. get more of the doctor and um, and her life, and that's kind of interesting to see sort of how she's treated in these work environments when she's trying to do um, 
more interviews herself and things like that. And she keeps getting, kind of getting pushed down by the boss and um, how men are treating her at parties and stuff. Um, yeah. So all of that uh, was really interesting. I have to say my one complaint is I wanted to see them interviewing more serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they, I, do you guys know what the big plot line is for the season? Um, I, I think I, it just got introduced because he's like in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they spend most of the season dealing with that and less doing the interviews. You know, oh. they have a few interviews, but most of it is in Atlanta um, dealing with the murders there. So yeah. while all of that is really interesting, and I think it was really well done and shows sort of like cultural divides and racial divides that were happening at the time. Um, at and I the think it time? Does <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happening always. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, I just, I missed some of that, like, you know, the Ed Kemper stuff from yeah. the first season. I thought we were going to get more of like those in-depth interviews, like longer interviews, but with other killers. And you don't get that as much. You just sort of get little quick ones. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I still think it's really good. I mean, it, it, it's such a well-made show and so well-acted that it's still like an enjoyable watch and was still really interesting. And I'm glad that the girlfriend is gone so we don't have to have the like, for yes. no fucking reason, really graphic sex scene that goes. Right, mm. exactly. It, that's <laughs> such a weird choice. That's so like season one Game of Thrones. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in this season, when you're seeing their personal lives, it's almost only Bill Tench and the doctor, not Holden. Well, that's good because Holden Which is the least nice. interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely switches focus. There away is a from little him. bit of the like exceptional white man at the, in the first few episodes, like with the yeah. new boss that I was just like, yes, that, that kind of continues a little bit. Mm. But he gets um, he gets sort of shown the error of his ways a number of times throughout the season. So oh, that's, that's good. good. He needs to be taken down a peg, right? Yeah. That, that's OK with me. Like, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome anything else yeah so the other thing that i watched was the new pet cemetery movie oh, oh yeah i saw that too what'd you go. think <laughs> i wasn't a fan um okay at least you didn't say you liked it better <laughs> <laughs> no so, in fact like, like Ariel, i think it made I, I me appreciate the original more. oh damn <laughs> wait who said that i i said i i, I agree with you. i feel like they tried they just couldn't get it right yeah, it's yeah. like the tone is kind of off. It doesn't have the same sort of foreboding that the original had. I also feel like they yeah. tried to do some new things. Like the death scene in the beginning um, isn't done the same way. Like it has a, a slightly different outcome. Um, and then, you know, everybody saw the preview with the kids doing the like funeral march and the mm -hmm. masks. Which um, led to nothing. Right, which for me was like the coolest part of that trailer. I was like, oh, I want to see this movie because that image is really interesting. But then yeah. they did nothing with it. You see it for like 20 seconds or something, and then it's gone and never brought up again. Um, so, yeah, it's like they tried to do something new with it, but didn't actually end up doing anything new. They just sort of retreaded old ground, but didn't mm -hmm. even do it as well as the original. Yeah, so, yeah and it's like, it's yeah. like they bring up the stuff with, with Rachel and, Hilda, and uh, Zelda, but it just... It, like it doesn't even it doesn't mean anything yeah. there's no substance to it mm. yeah it just felt like they went oh we could do something really new and edgy and then just went oh you know what can't be right exactly <laughs> yeah. never mind yeah. 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 yeah like oh uh, yeah so you if you're somebody who actually really loves pet cemetery the original then i would say absolutely 100 percent do not watch this it's not worth your time okay 
well shit <laughs> yeah i'm reading i'm like slowly reading the book but like it's like sadder than the original movie oh yeah so i'm having a hard time like the the description of like what happens when the pets come back is a little more Mm. it's a little sadder like they're like church is very scary and evil and like seems a little like he's intimidating because like you almost get the sense that like there's a knowingness about him in the movie and in the books or in the book he is they are like kind of like they're like tipping over and like bumping into things and just not really all there they're kind of zombies and it's just like i was just like i don't think i want to read this (laughs) but you don't that sounds awful i'm listening to the audiobook and it's it's um read by michael c hall from dexter Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's so good it's his his narration is really compelling but like just the animal lover in me is on the struggle bus with it. So like, I'm only doing like a little bits at a time. Um, But it's, it like adds a lot of context to the movie. I do think it adds a lot of context to the movie, like why Judd would um, warn him about how evil the pet cemetery is and then take him. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they address that in the new movie, but in the book, you understand the motivation of why he does it. Uh, Um, Like the, the pet cemetery gets in your head. Like he, he didn't really have a choice. Like that's how the that's how it continues to like be this thing in the mm, in the yeah. community. I think they do mm-hmm. say something about like it calling to him, but yeah. that's sort of it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense in the that the novel would have more like grief, like heavy, oh, oh, heavier yes. in the grief. When it also than... goes really deep into like Rachel's yeah. um like absolute refusal to deal with anything death related and how triggering it is mm. for her. Mm. Um so that stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Right. But the pet stuff is rough. Mm. so tread lightly yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's good (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i also just want to keep yelling at them like just build a fucking fence like this world none of this would happen if you just built a goddamn fence yeah well that's that's why you need that context yeah Yeah. that like they don't they there's like a subconscious thing where they don't want to because Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah Yeah, no that makes much more sense much more sense all right anything else Nope, that's about it. All right, Jodes, you're up. What have you been watching? Okay, so I'm about 10 years behind everybody else, but I finally watched Grave Encounters. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I saw this on here and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know how it just kind of like slipped by. Um, It was just always on one of those lists of, you know, kind of low budget, underseen gem. Well, underseen, you know, everyone saw it apart from me. Um, But um, yeah, the, the, the new Mr. Explode is a horror fan, which is very refreshing. And um, he was like, oh my God, have you heard about this film, Grave Encounters? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I have. And then um, we're on a, a bit of a, a found footage uh, kind of kick at the moment. So Ooh. he showed me that. Um, I showed him Creep. Um, Did he like which, it? Oh, he loved it. But he, he was like, that was way scarier than Grave Encounters. Like, I found Grave Encounters very scary because I, I, I didn't, I knew the very basic premise and I thought, I thought I'd figured it out. Like, okay, the paranormal investigators, but it's kind of a joke, but maybe it's not. But there's a lot more to the movie than that um, which mm-hmm. was a nice surprise but then he found creep too too realistic and too, too scary <laughs> yeah uh, now you gotta show then, him creep too <laughs> yeah right well he's gonna show me grave encounters too then i'm gonna show him creep oh. too uh which because i haven't seen uh, creep too yet oh you uh, haven't like, oh no oh you're not gonna see that it's so good yeah. I know. I'm going to show him um, the taking of deborah logan tonight as well oh yes oh, good. Yeah. that's a good yeah i'm really excited one. to watch that again um, but yeah, it was great. Um, I, I don't know if anyone listening hasn't watched it. Probably not. Um, but if you haven't seen Grave Encounters, check it out. Um, I thought it was really good. Very, very effective scares and very just unexpected 
like twists and turns. And um, I thought it was a sweet location as well. I'd love to go and visit if, uh, if that's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess everyone else has seen it. Yes. Already. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I think when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. 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 I remember liking it. I feel like I could probably watch it again, though, because I don't. You're talking about all these twists and turns, and I don't remember what they are. So <laughs> every yeah. once in a while, I see the actor from it show up in things. And oh I'm yeah. Just like yeah, but you know, like you when you see a character in a particular role, like sometimes you can't unsee that role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, mm-hmm. Rocky Insane Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So awesome. that's cool. Um, the opposite of that, uh, the Child's Play remake. Oh, see, mm. I am hearing like it. People are so divided on this movie. They either loved it or they hated it. Oh yeah, I haven't heard anyone yeah. say they loved huh. it. It had like people. I've heard a few people say it wasn't it what they me. expected, and mm. yeah, I've heard a few people say it wasn't what they expected, and they and they appreciated that they went a different direction with it. But it was, um, just, it was just a really, really different direction. It was just kind of I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I got over the um, the explanation of of why Chucky is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it, it's, it's like a, just a disgruntled employee in a factory just like turns off all his violence inhibitors. And I'm thinking, well, why has he got violence inhibitors in the first place anyway? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That doesn't make any sense. It seems um, like but a also, design flaw. <laughs> right. Um, and because, so it's an updated Chucky and instead of a voodoo thing, it's this, it's this violence inhibitor thing. Um, but Chucky's like, um, like a, um, what's that, Amazon Alexa thing and it's supposed mm. to plug into your house and control your house. And I feel like that's going to date the movie. Like, or, like already, probably in six months' time, this is going to be really old. Um, and I didn't really understand the tone. It couldn't decide whether it was kind of funny or kind of silly or kind of retro throwback or not. Um, I, I thought the kid was good. I thought he was uh, a good actor. And he's a bit older than the um, original Andy. Um, but that weird, like, there's a weird humorous part, which I don't think made any sense. But then some of the kills are pretty graphic and pretty satisfying. There's a cool, like, sort of lawnmower scene. Ooh. That was pretty good, but yeah, overall, and and the face just looks weird. I guess they have to decide if you're going to remake an iconic movie like this, like with um with the it remake, they just went a completely different direction with the clown, right? right. Like he's a clown, but that's the only similarity. Everything else looks really different. And with this, it's like everything is the same with Chucky apart from his face. And he's got yeah. a weird like you've seen the stills, like I said, um, yeah, his face. I hate it. Yeah, the way he looks. Yeah, and yeah. he looks like um he, he looks like you know the way Kevin Spacey smiles. Like that really wide <laughs> smile, and his cheeks kind of look like rubbery. He look he looks like that, yeah. and uh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet because I read about the way that yeah the thing about like turning the kill switch off, and it made me think of that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode no. where right. the crusty doll comes back to life, and then at the end you realize just the violent switch on yeah. his back has been going. <laughs> that's that's that's, you can't make a Chucky movie. Like that. That's, that's so funny. Huh. Yeah, so I mean, fun. I'm very scared of like Alexa, so it might work for me. Right. Yeah. Like Amazon is now making like microwaves that have Ugh, Alexa. No, no. Uh, really? Yeah. What the fuck? What yeah. do I? I mean, I don't know. You have an Alexa, right? I do, although it's not charged any of the time, and mostly it's that's I use good. it just as a speaker. Yeah, that's good. It's right. Not, it's... Like I have never ordered anything. Yeah, but it listens Alexa. to you. And, yeah, that's and what creeps me out. The thing is, it listens to you and it keeps yeah. recordings of you. You right, can even actually, if it has no battery life. Yeah, no, it, not if it has no battery life. 
But if it's on, it's recording you. Yeah, I don't keep it on. And it, it like unlike um, Apple products that don't that separate you the recordings they have of you from your account, Amazon connects them. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. But I've We're never said like order time, more to- but... more toilet paper or yeah, you know. The problem is yeah, take my, over the uh, neighborhood or whatever. It's like one of those things where you're not supposed to talk about financial information or anything like that near it because like the the smart TVs like in the fine print are like don't talk about anything private next to your TV. Like what the fuck? Cuz that's possible. Yeah. I mean like why are we even having mm-hmm. things yeah. like that? Like mm-hmm. why would you want a TV? The thing is that people don't know and they just think like oh I just want to talk to my TV so I don't have to use the remote <sighs> because pushing button is hard. How confused um. <laughs> must, like, hotel TVs be? Like, these things in public spaces. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, like, have just some odd conglomeration of information. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. Let's not get into the fucking... <laughs> like, AI take <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we'll have enough of that in the next few years when, like, our entire, in- like, economy collapses mm. due to automation. Um... And we can talk about it then. And then, so, then we'll go back and be like, wow, child's play was so prescient. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been watching, Jodes? Um, just a little movie called Midsummer. I listened to your, um, oh, I can't remember the name. Was it Here's Johnny? Here's Johnny, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was great. Uh, and I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel overwhelmed by, by how good that was. I, I, I don't know if I can add, and add anything to it. It was, it was a really good listen. Um, I fucking love this movie. Um, I, 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 had, I had reservations about Hereditary. Um, mm. I liked parts of it, but um, overall it didn't work for me. Um, but this, I remember seeing the trailer and just going, okay, need that movie in my eyeballs right now. And <laughs> it, was, it was everything I wanted. It, it, it was perfect. I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, and I'm sure probably there's little things like little niggles that I had with Hereditary that that might resurface in this if I watched it uh, watched it again and paid attention. But um, that cliff scene oh, made oh, my yeah. jaw drop. Uh, I, I I did not stop smiling after that. Absolute sideshow moment for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yep. Completely. The, the his completely. legs buckling. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Them using yeah. those giant mallets. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, I think Mr. Matilda's like, that's what the mallet's for. I know what you think about that yeah. scene is that, like, you you see them so slowly getting to that cliff that mm-hmm. you kind of know what's going to happen, and yet it still, like, shocked me on a visceral level. You, you yeah. have yeah. the experience, kind of, that the ca- the characters do, where you're like, yeah. I know it's going to happen, but this can't yeah. really happen. No! Sure. And yeah, exactly. Happens, yeah. And exactly. it really fucking happens! Like- <laughs> yeah. For me, it was, it was the lady before who who face plants on it mm-hmm. and just bounces back and just oh, her face is oh, gone. Oh, like, that, 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 did, that did me more than the mallet. Oh. Yeah, I think that was the moment I turned to Rachel and went, what is Ari Aster trying to work out about head trauma? What exactly has Ari Aster seen that like head trauma is really where it's at for him? We, we have this habit of seeing the most disturbing movies as early as possible in the day. Yeah. Right. We went like, to like a yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Like we walked out and I'm like, well, it's noon. <laughs> that happened already today where will the rest of the day go well that's great in a way because the whole movie takes place uh in in the bright sunshine that is so true yeah yeah 
Never has well, sunshine been more horrifying than in yeah. this movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw it at a similar time. I had a day off and saw it around lunchtime. And um, I saw it in a different cinema to my usual, um, kind of, uh, I've mentioned before, my, my favourite cinema in Bristol is called The Watershed. And it's like an arty, you know, like, you know, posh cinema. And they have um, like a like a notice board in the in their stairwell where you can pin up uh, opinions of your movies uh, that you just see. So I, I swung by on the way home from uh, work one day to see what people thought about Midsummer, And loads of people were just writing... Oh, terrible, laughable, what a ridiculous film, worst film what? I've seen all year. And I oh, thought, what? Because I saw it, like, in the middle of the daytime, there's not very many people, there wasn't really, you couldn't really tell the reaction of the audience, most people were there by themselves. Um, so I, I didn't get a, a gauge on, on, on what, the, uh, what the reaction was. And I'm glad I didn't see it where, where I had planned to, in my favourite cinema, because if, if I'd seen it with an audience like that, I might have had a different opinion. But that's mm. the kind of audience that I saw Hereditary with, people were laughing at the movie. Mm. And, and I couldn't tell if they were laughing at the movie at first or kind of, I'm really nervous and scared and then this is a nervous laughter to release the tension. Yeah. But I saw that twice in the same place and the same thing happened. So I'm, I'm, mm. I'm glad I didn't see Midsummer though. It might, might have ruined it for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely was laughing during Midsummer, but at some of it was because it was genuinely funny. Like anything with the the, the sort of bro-y friend was hilarious. Um, oh, but also yeah. just because yeah. I was coming out of my fucking skin at some part. And mm. I was like releasing tension by laughing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like what, during the cliff diving scene, like I definitely was laughing, but I was there yeah. was no humor to the laugh. Like during like, whatever. <laughs> that... Oh fuck. Yeah. The sex part. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we mm-hmm. laughed uncomfortably during that too. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh, I think is her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I say her last name mm-hmm. was amazing. She in was this excellent. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this whole movie is, it's like kind of, it reminds me a little bit of Mother in that, like, we spend a lot of time just, like, in her face, in her face. Yeah. And, like, just, you get, she does so much with her, just her expression that is, like, it's her, her she's so powerful in this movie. And it's funny because, like, she has this kind of contained role, and there's these little moments where the anger sort of ekes out of her, and you just, like, yeah. feel it. She is fantastic in this i really mm-hmm. loved the the dance scene in this where yeah. she's yeah. around the maypole and You're like watching the watching journey. her face yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. definitely and like like you said if you want to hear my thoughts on this movie at length we did a really <laughs> long pod i can't believe any of you guys listened to it it was so long oh, you it was so good oh, yeah it was great oh you guys are so kind um uh, but yeah, you can check out our episode on my my guest star, my guest spot on the Here's Johnny podcast, which is a great podcast, and like you should listen to it anyway. Like it's a really good show. I have to say, it takes balls to show your entire movie in the literal first second of it. Right, <laughs> like the yeah. entire plot. Boom. Yeah. Well, and also kind of like hereditary the first thing that happens in this movie is so terrible that you're like, but we have so much time left. (laughs) (laughs) What else is going to happen? (laughs) I had purposefully, like I did with Hereditary, not watched any trailers, not read anything about the movie. And then one afternoon I was running errands and I happened to have enough time to like go to the movies. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll go see Midsummer by myself (laughs) in the middle of the day. Uh And I somehow had like, forgotten how traumatizing hereditary was and that there was probably going to be similar things in this movie Mm. so i was just going in for like a fun day at the movies and then was like sucker punched by grief you know you you got a day at the movies yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it was so good though i was 
like I was happy I had seen it because it was so good and so beautiful. But man, I mean, he just, the way he portrays grief, you know, a lot of times in movies, it's like somebody dies and you may see somebody crying a bit or being despondent for a while, but not that just like somebody just racked with grief, you yeah. know, where it just comes out in these like huge loud waves. Um, I think he does that so effectively. It makes you really feel what the character's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that he does sure. it so early, right? It's like yeah. getting like a emo- hit with an emotional meat tenderizer like right away, so that <laughs> yeah, no, whatever it. like whatever else is gonna happen to you during the movie, you're just right. like okay, like you're just already in this yeah. prime. You're prime. Yeah. yeah, you're an so emotional right. meat tenderizer. <laughs> so All right, good. someone get a t-shirt made. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, Matilda, what have you been watching? Um, so I have been watching. Um, haven't been going to the movies as much recently, uh-huh. but been watching more kind of streaming stuff. So I finally got around to watching Lizzie on okay. Shutter. Did anybody else watch this? I've seen it. I I didn't. I wanted to, Ooh. but I had watched that other Lizzie Borden show that had the Christina um, Ricci one. Yeah, and so really? I was like, I don't know that I was quite ready to see another one. That was right. probably better. The Christina yeah, Ricci okay. one. Yeah. I know. Oh. I was kind of bummed, but I was not that mm. into this yeah. one. Yeah. Did any Sarah? Did you watch this one? No, I didn't. It's on my list. I, I saw the Christina Ricci yeah. one and, and just thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, this one. All of the intentions were so good, and it's yeah. very pretty, and it manages to make it boring. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it managed to make it boring. Is that kind of... And I like everybody in this. Yeah. That's right. I like Chloe Sevigny. Mm. I actually really like Kristen Stewart, especially when she has to be... Um, to play someone who's a little wooden. Yeah. Or who has to be a little emotionally opaque. Yeah. Like, I thought mm. she made a great Joan Jett for that reason. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh-huh. uh, and Kim Daniels is in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have really liked it. Yeah, so Rachel, I don't know what you thought of this. I mean, were you kind of on the same page that it was I, just a little? I it just, just felt didn't like it come was a together. Lifeless. Yeah, like it was on paper everything I wanted, like leaning into the queer love story. Yes, like looked beautiful. Leaning into the kind of like feminist content around potential like um, assault yeah. stuff that's like in this story that, in real life. Yeah, but it was just like limp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was pretty bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, well. it's too bad. Anything else you've been watching? Um, <laughs> so the other thing I've been... Uh, I finally finished Stranger Things Season 3. still have to watch the that last episode. What? <laughs> I know. I got sucked in. There's so much TV. I got I got pulled off and ended up watching something else. <gasps> Oops, sorry, little mama. I just bit my cat. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He says, how dare you? I'm, I'll be right back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so there were some, I thought this season of Stranger Things was really fun. There were some yeah. things that were a little more, it went into parts of the 80s that I am not nostalgic for mm-hmm. in places and parts of 80s like filmmaking that I'm not nostalgic for, but the creature design looked so good. Yeah, it did. Yeah. This season that I was just completely taken with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, just I'm like the way the creature here. looked and the kind of um has everybody have people seen a lot of this oh, oh shit. i've watched all no. of it i haven't seen any i yet. did 
there's something about the way the creature like abs- c- consumes people and then yes yes the people pop back out that was so delicious to me like i just loved all the viscera kind of like yeah, melting yeah all where they like kind of melt down yeah. yeah oh so good yeah it was really good out. and then the uh the other thing i've been watching is a documentary called or slight documentary part documentary part reenactment which is part of my problem with it called uh-huh. called the family is anyone else watching this mm-hmm. i started I watching it and i kind of stopped because the reenactments were annoying me but yeah it's so fascinating it is but, yeah I'm not all the way through. I'm only like halfway through, but I think the reenact the reenactments are the toughest part. Yeah. What's it about? It is about um, a kind of non-denominational evangelical sect in Washington D.C. that actually can like is a house where lots and lots of poli- like high-level politicians come through. Mm-hmm. Is it called K Street? I think so. The house. Yeah. Like J Street or K Street. Yeah. One of the yeah, above. Yeah, it's like about that, that yeah. group of folks. Oh, yeah. God. Sarah, have you been watching it too? I haven't been watching it, but I, I know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So recommend yeah, or no? Interesting and disturbing. I mean, recommend, but with the caution that you're going to have to get through some reenactments. Mm. There, There's a lot of just like talking head interviews of people who are both kind of pro and con. Okay. Which is interesting. Ariel, would you say like that part's yeah. the most interesting? Yeah. And even the people that are con sometimes sort of talk about the things that are, that did work about it yes. for them. Uh huh. Which is really interesting. It's it, the first couple episodes talks a lot about like the young men. I don't know how it goes further and sort of how they're groomed to think about things in this very particular way. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> which I found, uh, yeah, really interesting because I had heard about this before and, and knew this was happening, but I, I didn't quite understand the kind of frat house like non-denominational religious frat house thing that was going yeah. on um with these you know really young guys so to me that was the most fascinating part about the episodes i watched mm-hmm. sounds horrifying to me i think it qualifies yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah me too and then and it's like religious you know uh, i know many of us and many of our listeners probably are fans of like documentaries about little known religious sects mm-hmm. and so this is this definitely qualifies but you're gonna have to get through some reenactment yeah it's a bizarre ideology too because they take like very specific parts of the bible and take them out and put them in this like little mini bible that they give to people yes and then basically say the rest of it you ignore don't listen to the rest of it just these parts that we picked out right it's kind of the idea that if you have social power or if you have political power god wanted you to be there yeah mm-hmm. yeah which gets into dangerous yeah territory about who's in power anyway gross yeah okay <laughs> cool sarah what have you been watching <laughs> um let's see well we already talked about pet cemetery mm-hmm. um i finally was able to sit down with the wife and watch us and did you like it yeah. oh i loved it i thought it i thought it was great but still not the freakiest thing to happen to santa cruz on a tuesday <laughs> yeah <laughs> agree <laughs> I actually, this weekend, um, I had some guests from out of town, and every time they come, they want to come to this very particular, like, um, uh, thrift store. It's the best thrift store, because um, you find the weirdest stuff, but one of the things I scored for a dollar was, like, like an actual vintage hands across America brooch. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> 
and it's like a silver globe with like gold people on it holding hands across America. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. It's, amazing. it's so nice. good. I was like, I, well, it's a dollar and I need it for my us cosplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you liked it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I did like it. And I think one of my favorite parts, though, was when Elizabeth Moss is, is all Alexa, call the police, and it starts playing "Fuck the Police." Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, but yeah, my my only complaint was the Santa Cruz was the boardwalk in the eighties. I'm like, it wasn't that clean. Those people just looked too nice true. to be there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that is true. It was a little grimy. It was back then. Uh, and, and, and for those fans that don't believe me about how grimy it is, watch uh, Brotherhood of Justice. Watch um, uh, Sudden Impact. The Dirty Harry movie that a lot of it takes, a bunch of it takes place on the boardwalk, but yeah, there was like a reason that my parents were always like, "Stay with your sister. Don't lose, don't lose each other's sight. You're gonna go on a ride. You guys gotta go together. <laughs> you know, you go to the, the restroom yeah. at the arcade. Make sure you know you go in a group." And then the other thing I've been uh, that I that I finished up was uh, the boys on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, that was what, that was. What really did you great. think of the boys? Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah, I watched I it, it too. What did you think? I did not have any interest in it when I saw the trailer. The trailer makes it look like a total fucking grody bro fest. Like, look how edgelord we are. Superheroes, fuck. But then when you actually watch it, like, that's one scene in the movie. Mm. And it's Uh actually really interesting. I mean, it's ironic that a a superhero story is about, like, superheroes being, like, branded and, like, a commodity of... um, like big corporations is put out as a an original by Amazon, which is like fully yeah. in that fucking evil <laughs> empire. I'm like, this yeah. is rich. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I mean, it is about like the evils of corporation and like how corporations are like increasingly having political power and like control yeah. like basically controlling our government. Like those themes are interesting to me. The idea of like the way that power corrupts is interesting to me. The way that like um uh you know for branding and monetary reasons like people when they have too much power are able to like get away with anything and like it's all covered up is interesting to me like the open secrets about like how people are being exploited by these powerful things interesting to me um also homelander is the scariest fucking villain i have seen in a long long time because he writes so real like, um, and it's funny yeah. and it's gory and I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I, I should have had more faith when I saw it was Eric Kripke. And I absolutely adore Frenchie. Oh, I know. I know. When I first saw him, I was like, who is this? Yeah. And then by the end, I was like, if Frenchie dies, we fucking riot. Uh, <laughs> I love with Frenchie. Elizabeth Shue is amazing in this. Yeah. I think this role was like made for her. And you know, the breast milk stuff was troubling for me. <laughs> troubling for me too <laughs> but yeah i was like Ugh. i would say if for people who were turned off by the trailer like in eric kripke i trust it's actually way better way smarter way less like edgy for the sake of being edgy than than the trailer would make you think it's pretty great mm. awesome okay any other <laughs> any other things before we move on Oh no, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, I'll very quickly go through what I've been watching. Midsummer we've already talked about. So, um I will I also watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Did anybody else see this? 
I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. No. Did you see it, uh, Jodes? No, not yet. Okay. Well, it's based on that book by Alvin Schwartz that we all were traumatized by children. I love that we all bought them from like the school book drive. <laughs> did, did the, uh, Jody, did they were they? Did you have like the scholastic book drives at your school growing up? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think this was. Uh, this isn't a book that I'd heard of until oh, people start talking about it. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, the book itself, like the stories, are just little folk tales. They're not really that great, you know. Whatever, but like the artwork is always what was so yeah. amazing about it, and mm-hmm. why it's like one of the most banned chil- children's books in the world is because the the artwork is so fucking scary and cool yeah, it is. <laughs> um but okay so the movie is like you might think it might be like an anthology or something it's actually not it's more of uh it's based on the book in the way that like the goosebumps movie was based on the goosebumps book like it mm. you know like so they like live in a world where this stuff happens. sort of it's an original story that incorporates things from the book like in this case it's primarily the drawings like there are little easter eggs like um you'll see the names of some of the stories or like the creatures like uh mito dati walker shows up which if you read the books no you know is one of the stories um and you know i really loved this movie i have to say i (laughs) this is the kind of movie that i would have gone absolutely crazy for as a kid Mm. like the main character is like this freckle-faced nerdy horror-loving girl that wants to be a writer like it was for me (laughs) like (laughs) that was me Uh uh-huh like a lot of times when you have these like scary movies for kids you have to choose is this a creepy movie with low stakes or is it a horror movie with high stakes and they go for the high stakes hmm yeah, nice. like people die, main characters die. All right. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I don't know. Like, it is for kids to a degree. So like, there are some of that like kids stop movie stuff that maybe makes it a little goofy in some parts. And the ending is not the strongest, but at the same time, there is a charm to it and a nostalgia to it that I really loved. And those freaking drawings are just as scary in real like in 3d (laughs) as they are on the page they do such a great job of adapting the the art into actual Mm. character design that's cool do they have the girl with like the spiders coming out oh that's all right i was going next i have there is a total (laughs) spider warning like the there is intense spider stuff in this uh-huh <laughs> um the, yeah 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 definitely overall mm. like this is the movie you show to the kid who likes horror movies this isn't the introduction horror it's like if they've seen monster house and they were in they're like okay here we go this is the next level because it's just scary enough but yeah i loved it and the other thing i've been watching it's not straight up horror but it has some horror to it which is a cartoon called infinity train have you any has anybody hmm. watched this? Uh-uh. I've never even heard of it. No. Oh, it's so good, you guys. It's so good. Okay, so it's a new new-ish um cartoon on Cartoon Network. It's already finished the first season. Um there's 10 episodes and they're 10 minutes long. So like the time commitment is very minimal, hmm. but the entertainment value is very maximum. So I highly recommend <laughs> it. Um it is about a girl named Tulip who is having some like family issues. Her parents have uh, got a divorce and she's kind of dealing with all of that and is kind of angry like quietly angry about it um and she wants to go to coding camp because she wants to make video games but accidentally fuck up her schedule so she doesn't get to go so she decides to set out on her own 
and ends up on the infinity train which is this like train this magical train that every crane car is a different world it's got some really dark stuff to it it has some really charming and lovable characters there is a a robot named one one who was actually like two robots a glad one and sad one and so like one of them's like very depressed and one of them is like everything is great you know and they're very cute very cute and then there's Atticus the Corgi, who is the king of Corginia. Aww. And, oh. <laughs> and like they're journeying together through this train. And but it, like it actually has a very powerful, like emotional story. So like if you liked Over the Garden Wall or if you liked Adventure Time, you will love this. It nice. sounds great. Like nice. really great voice acting, cool art style. Big recommendation for Infinity Train. So yeah, that's what I have been watching. All right, so let's talk about The Babadook and Prevenge and what we think that these movies have to say about the miracle of motherhood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) That none of us have partaken. I know, it's a bunch of thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Withered uteruses. (laughs) So I have to say, Rachel, I knew that you and I were going to be lifelong friends. Uh-huh. When we were at a baby shower together, uh-huh. and someone gave the mom to be a breast pump, uh-huh. and you leaned over and said to me, "Have you ever seen the elasticity of the human nipple?" <laughs> <laughs> it is and you were like, "It's fucking horrifying." It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Have you guys ever seen someone use a yes. breast pump? Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. okay. Like it stretches. <laughs> way more than you think (laughs) we're talking like index finger long yeah oh yeah i was like this person is my friend oh i'm so glad (laughs) (laughs) one more thing to thank my horror at breastfeeding for my friend (laughs) awesome okay well let's start with the babadook who has the the uh the synopsis for the babadook oh i do all right, have at it, Haas. Okay, uh, The Babadook, 2014, directed by Jennifer Kent and starring Essie Davis, Noah Wiseman, Hayley McIlhenny, and Daniel Henshaw. Amelia is a single widowed mother raising a difficult son, Sam. Her husband was killed in a car accident on the way to the hospital as she was in labour with Sam. Upon the discovery of the mysterious children's book, Sam becomes paranoid that the monster from the story, The Babadook, is real and trying to attack them. An exhausted and frustrated Amelia must deal with his increasingly erratic and aggressive behaviour and protect herself and her son from demons, imaginary or otherwise. Right. All right. So what did you think about this movie, Jobs? Um, yeah, I thought this was great. Um, I think um, it's, it's one of those movies where I saw the trailer and just figured I'd, I'd figured it out already, like a, like a you know, spooky kid, something, you know, uh-huh. um, standard kind of haunted house, you know, in, uh, insidious clone. Um, and it's not, um, I don't even think it's, there's not that many jump scares um, in this movie. And um, I think they, they can be very distracting uh, in, yeah. in movies. In the last 10 years or something, it just, it just seems to be a, a jump scare fest. Uh, and this has a lot more to it. Yes. I think actually the biggest scare in this whole movie is one that is not a jump scare at all. And it's when she's in the police station and you just see the Babadook's coat and hat. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the wall. To me, mm-hmm. that was the most chilling. Like the idea that it's everywhere. Right. Ooh, that yeah. one, yeah, that even more than him crawling on the ceiling, which is creepy. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah, but it's those quiet scares sometimes that are the most effective, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, awesome. 
so how about let's just go around the review room and see what everyone thinks <laughs> sarah how do you feel about the baba duke and specifically samuel <laughs> oh, God. did you like that picture i sent you earlier sarah of the uh of shouting at the oh cat? yeah oh yeah no uh... I, I just I it's always like, I good when someone starts a review with <sighs> <laughs> no see and I was really excited to see the Babadook the first time because I'd seen the short movie and I really the short right. film on this and I really liked it yeah that but, kid's nowhere near as yeah, annoying like, as this, this kid this kid screaming the entire time is just like when she finally smacks him, I'm like, oh, it's about time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, but I mean, as far as like how grief affects yourself and affects your kids and, you know, especially being caught in grief for that long. Cause I mean, she, the, the husband died when she was on her way to deliver mm-hmm. the son, the son's now like six mm-hmm. years old and to be caught in that grief cycle for so long, it, it just, it has to be, Mm-hmm. there's yeah. something else also just, about like it, it is in both of these movies like not signing up for this mm. like she didn't sign yeah. up to be alone in parenting a child and the same thing was it, that we'll, we'll get into this again with prevent like this is not what i signed up for mm-hmm. yeah i i yeah. entered into this with a partner and now suddenly i am alone and like what is that well how is that experience right um and like the resentment that is just instantly built into that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this movie because I just there's a lot there, mm-hmm. but for me it's just so overdone with the uh, with the kid just mm-hmm. screaming through half of it that I can't separate it in my brain. It's sure. just a movie of a kid screaming right. and an occasional creepy voice mm-hmm. in my head. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ariel? What do you think of the Babadook? Oh, I love this movie. Yeah. Okay. What is it that you love so much about this movie? Um, I think the concept of the Babadook and the book is really, really creepy. The way that it infects the mother is some of the, I think, the most intense sort of scary moments of the movie. Like when it first starts happening, there's a scene where um, she's watching TV and the news comes on and it's talking about a mother who stabbed her son Mm. Uh and she's watching the news footage. Mm -hmm. And then you see the window of the building in the news and it has her face like Mm -hmm. all kind of crazed and. Um, that was really effective for me. And then I had forgotten that she kills the dog. <laughs> that oh, I wish I yeah. had remembered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I really wish I had remembered. Because uh-huh. there's like a scene where she almost hurts it, but the dog gets away. And I was like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no <laughs> and I was no, like, no, oh, no. shit, no, that's that's not all. So that was intense for me. Also, the scene where she's like strangling her son. I mean, that actress does such Ooh. a good job mm. of just this rage in her face um Mm -hmm. this sort of yeah just crazy rageful energy that i thought was really powerful and intense um i know sarah you're saying that the sun just drove you crazy my memory of seeing it the first time was that yeah it was a little bit annoying or too much i actually didn't find that to be true on my second viewing i'm not sure exactly what changed but i just felt a lot of empathy for him Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and his situation, and just you know, I mean, I grew up as a weird kid too, and what <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> you, you you took combat weapons? <laughs> no, I did not. That that's true. I didn't do that. Uh, 
but yeah, I just, I really felt a lot for him. And so his outbursts, um, they felt real to me and understandable that a kid in his situation um, would act the way he did. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, it didn't kind of cross that line into annoyance, but I definitely see where you're coming from, Sarah, because there is a lot of his like emotional outbursts in the movie. Um, yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing for me is like, I feel for the kid. I really do, but I just yeah. can't take it. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, maybe I have a that's higher fair. tolerance for screaming kids cause I've been around so many kids my right. whole life, but yeah. And see, I don't, I'm not around yeah. kids so much. And like my friends who like, I'm the person you try to hand me a baby, and I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no, I have, no. I, I don't, the people who like run when the ba- the baby shows up at the office to like be the first to hold. It, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't get that urge. You bring a fucking kitten in the office, crap. <laughs> I'm like elbowing people out of the way, like full Heisman Trophy to get to that kitten. <laughs> but yeah, I, did I, I ever tell you about the time that I almost threw a baby? No, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Um, I feel like we might have to report you to the FBI for the story, <laughs> but tell us anyway. <laughs> so a couple Christmases ago, uh, one of my like second or third cousins had uh, their baby with them, and cute little baby, and Kat's got him. She's like, you sure you don't want to hold him? I'm like, no. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, all right. So she flips him around because she had him on her shoulder, flips him around, goes to hand him to me. I take the kid under the armpits, and as I'm pulling him closer to me, and he's about eight months at this point i'm pulling him closer to me he starts to spit up oh no i, mean, I seriously almost threw him back at cat <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like a hot potato mm, yep yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> when my niece was a baby i was babysitting her and uh i was playing like the airplane game you know where you lay down and you put the kid mm-hmm. oh you know, no that's and the she splash just, zone yeah she just projectile vomited right <laughs> into my face <laughs> Oh, and then because I had an infant and I was by myself, I couldn't just like hop in the shower, you know, I had to just like deal with the fact that I was now covered in vomit. Yeah, it was a good time. Wow. She owes yeah. me for that one. My niece, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, see, like I have this thing, if somebody vomits, I vomit. So like, you walk in covered head to toe and shit. I'm like, here, here's a handy wipe. You know, you you come in with like body parts in a bag, and I'm like, uh, let's go uh, ahead and get that reattached. <laughs> you know, do you need me to call? Do you need me to call somebody for you? You vomit. I'm like, I'm done. I can't wait to talk about revenge yeah. with you now. I get that. My sister says that I got payback though because we were on vacation one time and sharing a bed. And I got really, really sick in the middle of the night and in my sleep just sat up and like projectile vomited like exorcist style all over my sister. Oh. Oh. <laughs> She's like, all the dirty diapers, all the spit up. <laughs> it's all the slate is wiped clean now. I owe you yeah. nothing. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. Okay, Matilda, what did you think of the Baba Duke? Um, I really love this movie. I've seen it a few times, and so this was mm-hmm. um a rewatch for me. And um I just really love it in that it deals so much with um, kind of like disowned anger Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. moms, like the ways that moms are not allowed to be angry Mm -hmm. and yet are, and yet are blamed for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. And I think that there's so much in this movie that part of why I think the kid, especially the scene where, 
the kid is screaming in the back seat of the car yes is so effective is that you as an audience member are like i hate that kid you know <laughs> you're right you're like driving <laughs> in traffic driving in traffic <laughs> and so i feel like there's a lot of empathy that you have for her anger and for her experience um it did it was it did take me back to like uh, in, in this watch in particular, there was something when I was in therapy school where they would have you like externalize a part of somebody that they didn't want to, that they found hard to talk about. So you would like be like, okay, what does that part of you look like? And what is it wearing and all this stuff? And I was like, is her pop-up book just like her, that part of her therapy about her oh, maternal yeah. anger? Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, not really, yeah. but yeah. But also, yeah, kind of. Cause I mean, isn't the implication that she wrote the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, how I read it. Yeah, right. That it's wherever she is. Right. That's why it's at the police yeah. station. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 I. I. Do I like this movie? I don't know if like is the right word. I think this movie is very good. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know that I like it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I can like it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I. I mean, would I recommend it? Absolutely. So it's like it's kind of an interesting way to describe this movie i think that um essie davis is able to go so fucking ugly mm-hmm. that i that it is incredible like it, her this she is another case for like why are not all the academy awards going to horror films yeah because mm. like it was there a better performance that year than her essie davis yeah. i don't think so no. the part where she's choking that child and her face she is grotesque and monstrous in a way that like i don't know many actors who can go that far with it and she's incredible and terrifying in it um tony collette yeah mm-hmm. oh, right tony yeah. collette mm-hmm. hereditary yeah. absolutely um great lupita nyong'o this year yes yeah. Yeah. oh yes um oh yeah. man there the to me the aside from the like Baba Duke stuff the most horrifying part in this movie um is like the grabbiness of the child in bed Mm-hmm. when he's just grabbing at her grabbing at her while she's trying to sleep holding her ears and pulling on her and like that the the sacrifice of her own body like yeah. and and any sort of boundaries that she mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. i think this movie does a great job kids don't see that separation between their yeah. body and your body if you're the yeah. mother you know and he's even yeah. doing it when she's when he's supposed to be asleep as well yeah. he's twitching yes. and he's grabbing and he's jerking yeah and kids and supposed absolutely to be... do that yeah, and this is meant to be my break. This is meant to be my reprieve. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to sleep when you do, and I can't even do that. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. there is no escape from this child. And I think that it plums the the horrors of that idea very effectively. Mm. But this movie also does this interesting thing where it like makes the child the villain, and then then at some point you take a turn, yeah. and you are actually scared for the kid. And like I had a weird like kind of like the part of me that like is horrified by children really identified with Essie Davis's character in the beginning. Um, but the part of me that is a child of someone who had a parent change on me, mm-hmm. like um, yeah. made me really identify with the kid. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as good a job as it does with like showing why like being ambivalent about motherhood and being a mother can be such a horrifying cocktail. Like it also does a really good job of showing what it's like to be um so in love with a parent that you are afraid of and can't trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and the right, and the way that. that this kid works out that split by blaming mm-hmm. the Babadook. 
Yeah. 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 Right. And when and he tries like, to which allows him to help. maintain his love for his mom and keep yeah. her as good. Yeah. Right. And like that desperate of like, I will protect you and I feel powerless in this situation. Like I, I thought my, the, the person that I would be most identified with and the person that I would be most interested in and like that I would spend the most time, like most mental energy thinking about was dissecting the mother character. But the second time through the movie, like, honestly, I was, I found myself way more compelled and drawn to the Samuel character Mm -hmm. and like feeling like what is actually happening with that character for me was more complex and more subtle than even what was happening with the mom. And I, it's a sliding scale of like, they really go deep, but actually I think what gets lost in the mix sometimes is his experience. Yeah. And like, um, yeah. So the first time through, I I was definitely more focused on the mom, but this time because I knew where the movie was going and Mm. where it was going to take that turn, like I, uh, I had a lot more empathy for the kid all the way through the movie. Yeah, that's exactly I, how I felt about viewing it a second time. Mm-hmm. It really and like that, perspective. Like I mean, like he is also truly living in a horror movie. It's a yeah. different horror movie, but it is just as hor- like it actually is more scary because he's so powerless. Like you can understand her feeling of of like isolation and like um being trapped, but like she at least has some level of autonomy and agency where he is yeah he is he mm-hmm. is a captive to the, whatever's happening with his mother's internal and mental well his state. only strategy which is not completely effective but he tries is i'm going to talk to the part of you that loves me yes mm-hmm. right yeah. which is mm-hmm. not the babadook but like i'm going to talk to the part of, like instinctively i know that that could get in you and uh-huh. Right, because I mean, I the gotta, thing is, is kids yeah. do see more than you think they're yeah. seeing, and but they don't necessarily have the, a way of processing it. And like, I kind of identified with that really strongly yeah. this time mm-hmm. through. And so, I mean, I guess I do like this. I like this movie, but I, I also this movie is painful to yes, watch. Like, absolutely, not just like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Midsummer is painful to watch in that it like intentionally like uses music and different things to. Um, like fuck with your nervous system and like make the the process of watching it a little bit grueling even though it's entertaining like this one like on an emotional personal level was grueling and painful to watch mm-hmm. but like so it's hard for me to say i liked it because it was a very emotional experience to watch it yeah but at the same time like it is there's no question that this is a well crafted film mm-hmm. and it has unique and interesting things to say that not all horror movies can get both that yeah so i it's hard for me to say i, I liked it but i also like i cannot deny its power if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. i don't even know I'm, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm just talking out of my yeah. ass like i'm i i haven't fully formed my thoughts about it so i'm kind of processing it while i talk to you <laughs> it sounds like i'm a little all over the place but that's 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 one of the kind of um, paradoxes of horror movies that we go oh yeah i like i like this but it's people being killed and being scared uh, yeah but there's still something that you get out of it and if, if that's a negative thing that's still that's still a thing yeah that's a good point yeah and that's something this fantastical like gets at an emotional truth yes in a way that yeah. other things might not be able to mm-hmm. yes yeah absolutely because it like yeah yeah i don't know i a lot of times movies like this get overhyped but like revisiting it i was like yeah nope this is still a solid joint yeah um just watching this what do you guys think about she her new movie is like getting a lot of controversy um oh why am i blanking oh, on it nightingale 
Nightingale, yeah. yeah. And people are like walking out of out of um Oh yeah. Out of screenings because like the sexual violence is so intense. Oh, oh really? Oh, this Oof. is that movie. Okay. This is that movie. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So you know we're gonna talk about this movie at some point, but <laughs> I'm, you... I'm wondering Well it if... sounds like uh, just glancing at this as I'm looking it up, one critic says that the new one is uh more admirable than enjoyable, which is kind of what you're yes! saying. About mm-hmm. Yes, okay, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. It is this uh-huh. is more admirable than enjoyable. Which I you know, I'm fine with. I like them. I mean, I yeah. like. Don't get me wrong. I love a fun like sharks in a, a grocery store movie, right? <laughs> like, but I also have a place in my heart for things that are just like challenging and really hard. And I uh-huh. think that this movie is definitely that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I made us do Aronofsky Fest, so you know, I <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it. I loved I'm on it. that page, also. Yeah, like nothing, nothing makes me more excited for a movie than being like, it's very divisive. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love this. <laughs> awesome. All right, any other thoughts about the Babadook? I was distracted on this watch through by something that happened since I think we talked about it a long time ago. Um, which is the the Babadook becoming like an LGBTQ icon? Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't watched it since all of that had happened. Since there was the phenomenon of like people yeah. coming to Pride dressed as the Babadook. Right. Oh, I know. I kind of saw him with a little Michael's vest on because my favorite meme of that was him like teaching a scrapbooking class at Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that Baba Shook like rainbow flag magnet yeah. on my fridge. Yeah. 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 So that did mediate the emotional intensity a little bit. Oh, I wish yeah, I, I kind of had yeah. that. Uh, the, the, did you have it too? The, the Baba Donka Donk one. Yeah. <laughs> butt shaking. Yeah. Oh, God. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Jody? Um, you, you, this was your pick, uh, second watch through. Was there hmm. anything else you wanted to say about it? Um, just that it, it reminded me of a couple of other movies, but in a good way. So the scene, the kind of, you, you don't really see the car crash scene, but it's kind of like a dream sequence at the beginning. And that reminded me mm-hmm. of um, the beginning of Inside, which I almost paired this with, um, but I thought it might be a bit too much uh, of intensity. <laughs> um, so maybe that's for another time. Um, but also The Sixth Sense, there's quite a lot of echoes of The Sixth Sense. Mm, um, yeah, with the mum and the kid at home together, and the whole palette was like grey and blue, um, but the little splashes of red. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. was deliberate, but just like on the TV or in his cricket ball, and eventually she's wearing like a red dress, like a dark red dress, at the point oh. where she kind of becomes, I guess, consumed by mm. by what's going on. But also, um, and not a horror movie, but did you guys ever see The Hours? Oh, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. The kind yeah. of like Mr. Dalloway movie, and that's and, and the kind of middle segment, like the fifties segment, is all about um, Julianne Moore's character um, wanting to commit suicide, and mm-hmm. uh, her kid doesn't really understand, but knows that something's up, and he's like, uh-huh. "Don't forget, I love you, mummy." And uh, and then her kind of guilt about leaving the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought there were quite a few echoes of that as well, um, because I, I I I agree with Sarah that this kid is annoying as fuck, but also I I I, <laughs> I think I'm closer to Ariel on that spectrum in that. When I first saw this movie, I just I couldn't stand him. But then the more I've watched it, I've kind of not exactly empathized with him in the same way. But um, the little bits about uh, I'm, I'm not allowed to have a birthday party because my dad died on the day I was born. And how yeah. um, you yeah. know it, it becomes yeah. a thing to have his birthday on the same day as his, as, as his birthday. Um, uh, because that's just a, too much of a reminder of, mm-hmm. of, of what happened. Um, yeah, you just feel for him especially in the second half of the movie i just feel for the kid a bit more than i did the first time 
Yeah. yeah, and even like the fact that she keeps all of the things that belong to her husband locked mm. away in the basement, and then gets so angry at him for wanting to spend time. Yeah, down like there. he's not allowed in. in yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but even without the kind of um, grief stuff, just just generally a, a, an allegory for mental illness and locking things away and packing them mm-hmm. down, and then yeah, you know, the, the more you do that. Um, the more they are. bubble up exactly yeah, yeah. And, and i watched this with um mr x Splody, um and he and he, he just didn't get it and at the end he was like oh what so just she accepts it and then it's okay and i'm like you didn't you didn't get what that was supposed to be saying i i i, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know he's just not, not tuned into that kind of stuff hmm. but the way that like you get an echo that at the very start when the dog is kind of scratching at the door and Amelia just yeah. kind of like shuts the door and locks it. Like we're not going in there. We're just gonna. Yeah. We're just gonna. I'm right. just gonna make sure this door is locked. You know, we, we, we don't. We don't. We don't go in there. Pretend that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it was like the way that we. Um. You, you, you mentioned scary stories to tell in the dark. It, it made me wonder. Um. If you guys had any books that you had when you were little that scared you. Um. Mm. And whether. Yes. Because um, I I had one. Um. I don't remember the name of it, but it was about a kid. <laughs> it's gonna sound really silly, but it was a kid who loved cookies. And he ate cookies all the time. And his mum says, you know, one day you're going to turn into a cookie. Uh, and then he does. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then, but then he gets eaten by rats. Like there's a scene where he's in bed being eaten by rats. And he's, oh he's a cookie God. with a face screaming, being eaten. And it's, it all turns out to be a dream. But that was traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> Terrified me. I was wondering if you guys had anything like that. Yeah, for me, there's this Dr. Seuss book called The Pale Green Pants with Nobody Inside Them. Ooh. I don't know if you guys ever read that. Uh-uh. But oh, my dad, it. Yeah, my dad used to read to me a lot when I was a kid, and he always did voices. Right. And he would make it sound, like, really creepy and ominous yeah. the way he would do it. Oh, my God. He and was he totally that, grooming you to be his yeah, horror movie Yeah, he said the first time he realized <laughs> he could, like, show me horror movies was because it would scare me, but then I would keep right. asking him to read it the next night. Yeah, you know? yeah. Ah. <laughs> Oh, that sounds creepy. Yeah. Mm. I was very, very into the John Belair's books when I was a kid. Like there was a recent adaptation of The House of the Clock in Its Walls. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was so so good. I don't know about the book itself, but the cover, the original cover of that book scared me so much when I was a kid. I, but I would I had it in my closet and I would mm. pull it out and I would look at it and get really scared and then put it away. <laughs> so and then cute. a couple day, days later I'd pull it out and look at it and get really scared and put it away. Uh-huh. That that was mine. Yeah. How about you Sarah and Aaron, or Sarah and Matilda? You know, it wasn't even so much scary, but there were these orange books that had like universal monsters in them and had like the little legends that went with them that Ooh. used to be in the Ooh. library and I was fascinated with those hmm. cool I, I wonder how we all turned out to be horror fans eh? yeah <laughs> i think for me the scariest book i had that i had too early uh-huh was this book called hope for the flowers ariel you're the other person whose parents might have bought them this book hope for the flowers i'm gonna have to look it up it doesn't sound familiar this but... was a book about two caterpillars and one of them decides he wants to get to the top of the caterpillar tower Oh, God, that does sound really familiar. And then when they get up, he's like, everybody's going up the ladder, so I have to go up the ladder. And she's like, I'll just wait for you down here. And he goes up the ladder. And when he gets to the top, it's just caterpillars at the top. I don't want to spoil this children's book for you, but it's just caterpillars (laughs) at the top trying to crawl over each other and throwing each other. It's like an anti-capitalism book. Yeah. Did you have this book? Yes. Yes. It was like man's inhumanity to man was the moral of this book. And it was so dark. 
Yeah, I know. Like I feel like my parents probably like yours were always trying to get these messages across, but yes. like sometimes they were disturbing. Like for instance, we didn't have Monopoly when I was a kid. We had the board game Anti-Monopoly, which was like a hippie made board game to teach you about the evils of capitalism. <laughs> oh, oh I want to play this. Yeah, we also had this board game called Save the Whales, which I always liked because your pieces were like metal whales, kind of like the Monopoly figures, yeah, but uh-huh. whales. But it was all like, you know, the world is going to end because we're going to destroy all the creatures on Earth. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Like really sad stuff. Oh Sounds God. like more kids should have played that game. Yeah, I, I mean, we when... had, yeah, we had <laughs> the Ungame. Did you have the Ungame? No. Uh-uh. That was like a 70s and 80s board game that was um, during a, it was non-competitive. Uh-huh. Okay. It's still used in therapy a little bit, so you just go around the board and ask each other questions about yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like if nice. you felt angry today, you go to the angry treehouse or like Oh my god. Can you play can that ask... as a drinking game somehow? I mean I have I have one at the office. <laughs> we need to adapt this. Yeah. They had like I, we this. just had the regular one, but I think you just but it's nobody wins. Cause that would be scary. Right. right. Like it's one of it's from <laughs> that era. That would be yeah. scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, Hope for the Flowers. And then I think the other book that really scared me the earliest was The Secret of Nim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, before that was an animated thing. And when there was, like, the threat of the farmer's thresher coming Mm -hmm. to kill the the rat house. I don't know. That that book freaked me out. Yeah, Watership Down, my parents read me as a kid. And that freaked me out, too, and just made me cry. Yeah. (laughs) Mm And then I think I also had, I don't know that they scared me so much, though, but I know my mom would have been the, like, original Grimm's fairy tales. None of this cleaned up. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like, you Carly would full... have no, no patience with that. Yeah. <laughs> Disnification. <laughs> like, you name Ariel but... gets your feet chopped off. Deal with it! <laughs> hope for the flowers. Look it up and be afraid. All right. Yeah. Good times. All right. Anything else before we move on to revenge? I don't think oh, so. Just one small thing is that her, um, the cute guy she works with, um, that's the same actor who played the killer in Snowtown. Oh. So, which is really bleak, horrible Australian movie about that uh, serial killer. Like, don't trust that guy. That one had like I, I someone told me there was a lot of kangaroo violence in it, so I gave it a pass. I don't remember kangaroo violence, but lots of other violence. Yeah, I know, but you can do pretty much anything to humor. I mean, like, eh. yeah, but like one kangaroo gets up a hangnail, and I'm like, done. Yeah. Fuck this movie. <laughs> awesome. Okay, prevent. Who's got the synopsis for this one? I've got this one. All right, have at it. All right, so prevent came out in 2016. It was written, directed, and starring Alice Lowe. Alice. Also- Alice. Alice. <laughs> Also starring Joe Hartley, Tom Davis, and like a bunch of people from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited that like for the first time ever I got to experience uh, Kate Dickey without her titty out. Like, <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> <breastfeeding. Yeah. laughs> I thought that was in her contract for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Arrow, what did you think of Prevenge? Oh, do you want me to read the synopsis first? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay, so widowed Ruth is seven months pregnant when she begins hearing the voice of her unborn baby instructing her to kill people. Ruth listens to the sentient fetus and begins exacting her revenge by slaughtering anyone connected to the death of Ruth's partner, 
who died in a mountain climbing accident. So was everyone like, um, like, no, don't hurt Nandor the minute you saw him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was very weird to see him in a non-vampire role and yara oh. like uh uh-huh, yara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so what did you think of pre-banjerial i really liked this movie and was this the first watch yeah it was the first mm-hmm. time i'd ever seen it and i'd never seen a trailer or anything for it either i just mm. heard you guys talk nice. about it um but yeah it was it was so good and all of the kills are like really entertaining um the dj in the beginning makes my skin crawl he's mm-hmm. so gross dj he's dan gross. oh god that oh, thing he yeah. does barf with his kiss tongue. sarah barf kiss <laughs> oh <laughs> barf kiss was where he has like barf just like hanging yeah. off his mouth uh-huh. yeah and she just like wipes her. her mouth after it. in oh, the wig oh god oh yeah jody so you picked this movie what do you think of uh pre-binge Mm, yeah, I like this movie too, and I was worried it wouldn't hold up. Um, it, it, it maybe is a tad slow, um, especially towards the end. But um, no, I think it's great, and, and it really—it's uh, so British. <laughs> it's so British in every way. And I was, I was wondering, like, how much of that like came across to you guys, um, and, and whether you like got all the jokes and stuff. Um, Can you give us an example? Oh, uh, like the well, the whole DJ Dan thing. That's 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 every pub on a weeknight. Oh, is that UK. right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think my um, when I first saw it, I had a criticism that maybe it wasn't violent enough um, for the for the tone it was going for. But I, I don't mind that um, on, on a few rewatches. Um, I like her um, like Kill Bill notebook, but it's like a baby book, like babies yeah. first, yeah. whatever. Yeah. She's just like drawing yeah. these pictures of spiders and stuff and the skulls. And yeah, I like all the little um, Game of Thrones pop ups as well. That's always nice to see. Um, yeah, I, I, I just really like this movie. Yeah, definitely. So, Ariel, what were you going to say before whatever happened happened? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was just talking about DJ Dan being fucking creepy and his yeah. tongue. Ugh, like, I so just. So gross. Oh my God, it was so gross and it was so satisfying <laughs> to see him killed. But yeah, then it, it kind of broke my heart when she, like, tucked the yeah. mother in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he was an asshole to the mother, but, like, that made me sort of sad. Um, but yeah, I just. I thought this was a really for all the sort of sad, you know, storyline, it was really a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just, it's so entertaining watching her do these like ridiculous kills and the ending. I loved, I really right? loved the ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you think it's going mm-hmm. one particular way yep. and then it goes a totally different way, mm-hmm. a yeah. much more satisfying way. And, like yeah. I love the look on Nandor's face when he's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's happy to see her, and then he's not happy to see her. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean, the look on her face is just mm-hmm. so campy and fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I also yeah. thought there was some more sort of interesting, deeper things going on in the movie. Like, the, I don't know if that was supposed to be a nurse or a midwife that she midwife, was meeting with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was interesting because it's so, it's like the woman's so patronizing about things even though this woman's like obviously going through a hard time and instead of trying to sort of help her figure out a way to get help through her grief, um, she's just like, I'm going to have to call social services. And, and the Mm. way she talks about the baby, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. where like, she just says baby over and over again, instead Mm -hmm. of like your baby or the baby, it's just baby wants this and baby needs that. 
where it's like you're not a person anymore you're yeah, just like, like she's a talking incubator to both of them like she's become baby as well yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah well she's like the personification of the way that like you're supposed to feel about baby and also yeah. the way that like people make mothers feel mm-hmm. like she's like that every like are you sure you don't want children my life was not complete right, i didn't right. know love until i had right. a baby like yeah that's she's all of those things she's also someone who wields the power to call social services yep. yeah mm-hmm. and hold hold mm-hmm. someone accountable for being a bad mom like my as much as i don't want to have kids and all that jazz like the one thing i really hate is when except for in the cases where it's very obviously true like when someone's like that's a bad mom i'm just like why are we judging right Every- yeah there is no good mom yeah. like your standards are so ridiculous and counter yeah like that like mm. there is no such thing as a good mom i mean and, and also just like at counter like they'll be like you should breastfeed oh you're selfish or breastfeeding too long like there is no mm. there mm. is no needle that you can fucking you know like there, there's no way to yeah. navigate that and be a good mom so i actually really hate that criticism yeah mm-hmm. and she is like all of those things in one yeah and like at the but at the same time she's also like the person who like she's talking to someone who's literally go, like a serial killer right so like you know <laughs> there actually is a problem yeah yeah so it's mm. like it's yeah. she's actually a really complex character i think the midwife is interesting mm-hmm. yeah for that yeah yeah, and I also really liked the scene at the end where she finally gives birth. I mean, I don't know that I needed to see the C-section scene, but yeah. um, <laughs> having somebody's I mean, hand like reach inside there is a little. I mm-hmm. did like the parallels of cutting. Yeah, you know what I yes. mean. Like, yeah, sometimes definitely. you just gotta cut. But um, when she actually gives birth to the baby, and the baby's lying there, and is just like a normal, happy baby, not directing her to murder people anymore. I thought that was really interesting too, because I think that you know moms sometimes go through that you're pregnant and the way you feel about it probably really changes after you give birth and i thought that was interesting mm. mm-hmm. well she said that early on um something like you have no control over your mind or your body yeah um i think that, does the midwife say that to her even yes um, yeah, yeah i think so. uh, it's all and, about baby now yeah and then she's like yeah like no shit the baby's literally like making me kill people and it it, it looks like it um like causes her pain when she doesn't like when she resists killing uh, nando um, yeah, yeah, uh, and and she um, and she collapses in the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the baby's making her, literally making her do it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I guess that it kind of sums up the pressures on mothers to be like self-sacrificial, like like, mm-hmm. uh, and it is all about baby. But but then, um, and then it's a, it's an unseen thing. You see the bump, but nothing else, right? So when it's actually out, oh, that's just a cute little baby, right? Which I think was actually her real baby. Oh, was oh, it? Really? I think so. Yeah, because she was really uh-huh. pregnant. It's, it's worth saying, and yeah. this is very well known. But like, she was something like yeah. eight months pregnant when uh, uh, when they made this movie. Um, yeah, and I, I think like uh, yeah, I have a feeling that's her real baby. Oh, I think it was because the baby has a credit. Yeah, at the end, right. And I think it's yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love the way that this movie plays with the fact that most people, like only the midwife, is clued in mm-hmm. that she's talking about the baby literally talking to her yeah right. <laughs> like only the midwife holds that mm-hmm. as a possibility where everybody else is just so like yeah uh-huh because there's a way that pregnant people can talk about that mm-hmm. yeah that's just accepted where yeah. you could get a lot by mm. with that <laughs> yeah right like i love all the double speak but yeah 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 right definitely. she's really hungry today or like right. yeah mm-hmm. she's mad at me today yeah yeah, but the way she talks in those uh, meetings as well, like, oh, she's not letting me sleep. 
Right. No, literally, she's not letting me. She's talking <laughs> to me, keeping me up all night until I go and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Ugh, I love the costume when she becomes death. Oh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so every use of her physicality yes. in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Like when she's at DJ Dan's house and she's just kind of like sitting like somebody who's eight months pregnant. Yeah. Or when they're dancing together, I uh-huh. was like, Oh my God, this is so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. She's like willing to use her very pregnant body in this way. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. For this story. Yeah. Like I want to see all of the Alice Lowe stuff. I'm very, very excited to see just about anything she she wants mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I was slightly distracted in the beginning because she looks so much like Annie Sprinkle. Oh, that's so funny. In moments, um, I thought she looked like Ariel. You thought she what? <laughs> she reminds me of Ariel. Oh. <laughs> I think it's the hair mostly. Yeah, I, was I like, can see that. Ariel. Yeah, same with Annie Sprinkle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I wrote my I wrote my undergraduate women's studies final on her, and so I spent a lot of time looking at her vagina, at interviews of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, interviews. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> I did go see her show, and she will show you her cervix in person. So. Yes. Okay. Um, Do you not know who Annie Sprinkle is? No. Oh well, looks like you have something fun to Google tonight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah i love this movie it was great yeah i was was so good excited when this one got selected because like i do think it's an underseen gem and it's so good yeah it's so and like um i watched it with my partner who was just kind of like a pregnancy movie i don't care (laughs) and then was like completely sucked in oh yeah except for he kept going like dad's definitely satan dad's definitely (laughs) the devil like Nope. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie kid <laughs> but yeah um i love the yeah i love how she used her pregnancy sometimes but like also was kind of like distant from her pregnancy yeah like it yeah like ambivalent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and not going for the tests that she's supposed to do and things like that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i can definitely like you see people who are just like i mean and she doesn't have a crib she doesn't have any you know what i mean yeah. like, there is no yeah, she's living in a hotel there's no preparation for when this child actually arrives. Like, it's not even a thing. And, like, when she's confronted with the idea that she might go into labor early, she's like, no, 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 no. I yeah, need I'm more not, time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's the opposite of what you're supposed to do, right? She's focused on the past instead yes. of the future and getting ready and painting the baby's room and, you know, thinking about names. And it's, it's all about, okay, I just need to, I need to get revenge for what's happened. Yeah. Right, she's attending to the baby, but not in the ways that everybody wants right. her to be. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. I I love this movie. Yeah, and but she does use it in some ways, like you can see when the police show up, and she's seen fleeing the scene. Yeah. Like, you do not probably look mm. for a pregnant person. No. Like somebody who's that pregnant leaving the scene nope. of a murder and think that's the murderer. Her getting stuck in the dog door. I was fucking dying. <laughs> oh, that was oh. great. With the, <laughs> was or the lactation with the siren. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it and I think everybody should see it. Yeah, it was great. Hmm. Yeah, I it think it, so I'm really glad, glad, glad you guys liked it. Yeah. I hope you would. Yeah, I was really glad that I, I saw it. I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I enjoyed it and you know, I thought her, I thought her acting was great. I thought the way she used her body was great. I loved the fight between her and the the uh, woman who played Yara in Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yara keeps punching her in the funny. face. I know. Oh god, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, thing. that's so good. 
laughed. I I enjoyed this one. No screaming children. That probably helped. <laughs> but maybe kept it yeah, at like too. a whisper. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um I think line of the movie, Matilda, you know what it is. Oh, I'm not grieving. I'm gestating rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that needs to be a shirt too for yes, like our pregnant listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gestating rage. Or any of us really, we're all like in some level of grief, right? Over the yeah. state of the world. So yeah. I'm not grieving. I'm gestating rage. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I would love to see a super pregnant lady wear that shirt. All right. Wow. That yeah. would be incredible. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Uh, anything else about Prevenge before we move on? Um, just one thing that when she's on the way to the Halloween party, um, so um, I didn't realize this, um, I only found this out today, but um, most of this movie was filmed in Cardiff, which is about an hour away from where I live. And there's a girl dressed in the same Freddy Krueger outfit that I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same one. It's got the same frayed neck and slashes across the chest and everything. Could have been oh, you, Jody. Oh, Robbed. Could have been Could you. Have been me, yeah. <laughs> what do we think before? Okay, one last question and then we'll move on. What do we think when we look at um, both of these movies together when filmmakers are trying to say about the uh, motherhood <laughs> and pregnancy? I, I was trying to find parallels between them uh, and then I just got distracted because I was enjoying them both too much. I mean, there's old movies in both of them. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, I guess th- th- there's quite a lot that I haven't yet unpacked about this movie about like um, violence on your body. I guess, um, oh, yeah. and, and maybe that's just summed up in the in her getting cut at the end of the cesarean. But um, like, this is a violent thing that's about to happen to me, and I'm uh-huh. projecting that onto others. Um, but also the kind of like social sort of like the loss of like uh, um, identity mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kind of thing. There's there's definitely uh, some some meditation there, but yeah, I haven't fully. Kind of gone around that yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that your body is is stops being your own. You know, mm-hmm. both yeah. when you're pregnant, but also with little kids around. Right. Sure. Right. And that's even if you, if you get to choose whether or not you want to be a parent, uh, even after the fact, your body you like yeah. relinquish agency of your own body. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said right, that like really well, Rachel, when head. you said I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Like in, in both senses. Mm-hmm. Now, in this movie, he never, the father never knows, right? Because she finds right. out. found out the day of. The right, day of. yeah. Yeah. I really liked this pairing and watching mm-hmm. them together. Yeah, me too. Oh, I thought cool. it was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, thanks for the pick. Good job, Jody. Thanks, guys. Guess what, you guys? We got some listener feedback. Oh, yes, nice. I know it finally happened. Um, <laughs> full confession: I haven't actually read it yet, so we're gonna find oh. out what it says together. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from a listener named John, um, who sent two emails because the second one uh, they realized belatedly that they didn't tell us where they were co- they were writing from. <laughs> so uh, they this is John from Michigan. Yeah, here is what John had to say. hey rachel first of all thank you so much for what you do i love all the content you guys put out i will be honest i found your podcast by accident i like horror but i haven't seen a lot of movies that are brought up only listened to the first dark tower audiobook and haven't seen a single episode of game of thrones don't judge okay dude probably (laughs) considering where it all ended up choice it only leads to heartbreak (laughs) like there is no satisfaction at the end of that no Mm -hmm. no Uh, okay, you can judge a little. I still listen to every episode of the Zombie Girls. Woohoo! 
And the screen queens and cast of call and dames of Casimir in order. I may not always know what's going on, but no matter what you're talking about, neither do we, John. That's <laughs> right. True. To be fair, we're really all sharing it's a, a parallel experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bring joy to my little world here in Michigan every day. Thank you. Um, I know. Isn't that That's nice? really nice. That is nice. nice. Like Again, I, I know we say this every time, but just knowing that we're not screaming into the void is always nice. Like, yeah, absolutely. That other people are actually enjoying mm-hmm. our ramblings is like makes my cold dead husk of a heart beat again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I plan on emailing when I finally caught up with the podcast but something came up that made me jump the gun alright have you ever considered doing video reactions to shows hmm. no no what would that be video reactions to shows like recording us reacting as we watch recording something for the first time oh we'll yeah. reactions to Game of Thrones oh okay finish <laughs> the sad. third season of <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you would just see like a lot of frowning and head shaking <laughs> and looking like we've smelled a million farts. Like, no, unfolding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finished the third season. Finished the third season of Stranger Things, and there is a part where I literally said out loud, "Oh my god! I think Rachel would love this so much." Is that weird? Aww. No, I think that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, when I was listening to the podcast today, you actually brought up the connection. Ooh, I couldn't mm. believe it. Now I, I see. I still haven't watched the final episode, so I don't know what he's talking about. I'm gonna have to watch it today. I'm have to okay. watch it. It was an older podcast, so I don't, uh, so don't bother guessing. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I'm guess I'm gonna need to send an email back to John and find out. I'm gonna have yeah. to watch it and find out. So I will tell you after you've seen it if you want. The answer is yes. Uh, anyway, I thought it would be such a joy to see your reaction when you saw that. And I thought I would ask you about ever doing video reactions. It would be awesome, but I know you are re- very busy. Thank you again for what you do. Hope you and the ladies are all well. We'll, uh, we'll say hello again when I get all caught up. Awesome. Well, that letter was great. What yes, was thank you so much. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah. What do you think about video reactions? I mean, how do you know when to record them, though? Yeah, you just have to record yourself like right. the whole time and then just clip, yeah. I guess, for the parts that are interesting. I mean, I guess we could just start videotaping our friends watching the end of The Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I know if that's what that compilation means. of people just <laughs> freaking like, out. Ah. Sneak some cameras into Midsummer. Um. Yeah, because I think eventually those yeah. are like people who have watched it and then show, watch record someone else. Right. So, like, how would we? So they know when it's coming, right? Yeah. So, yeah. how would we do that with ourselves? Would we just like record ourselves constantly and then if someone react, post it? Is that how? Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, someone else seen the end of Stranger Things and they can film right to watching it. I, yeah, I have not seen the final. Oh, that's true. <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe I should do it because like yeah. he, he actually caught me. Yeah. When I haven't seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here I am. Like, how do we? Well, the physics of time and space travel make this work and it's like literally the fucking email in front of me explaining how to do it <laughs> and what thing he wants your, to see yeah camera right in front of you you watch it okay all right i'll see what i can do i'll see how i look on camera <laughs> yeah i don't really want to see my own chins when i'm watching tv so yeah right now. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> But yeah, maybe, John. I mean, it's definitely something to think about. We'll find out exactly where the bounds of my narcissism are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and just make it your wish. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much, John. And if, if, like John, you have some thoughts. You're enjoying the show. You have some feedback. You have some motherhood ideas and horror movies that we need to see. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Whatever's on your mind, 
We want to hear it. Send us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com or hit us up on our Facebook page where we all we all kind of lurk around there. Mm-hmm. Sarah's posting pictures of people's butts and whatnot. Like, you know, <laughs> there's really something for everyone. Join us on the Facebook page. <laughs> or you, and if you're enjoying the show, do leave us a review on iTunes. Is there anything you guys would like to hear from listeners? Like, Maybe people who have seen these movies who have kids. Uh, and, oh, yeah. if, we, if we miss them up yeah, completely, definitely. is there anything you picked up on that we didn't? Uh, I'd love yeah, to that'd be fascinating. I'd love yeah, to hear from that. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so. even some men. It'd be nice to hear some men's opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for once. I hadn't thought of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they need a chance yeah. to speak as well. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Nobody ever gives them girl? a chance. Yeah. Exactly. I know. Right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I guess next up is ZGBG. Jody, tell us about the ZGBGs. Sure, this is the Zombie Girls Beginner's Guide, where we pick a few movies, usually they're themed. Um, so this episode, um, it's not really themed exactly, but I thought of it because um, uh, El Goro uh, shared a, a, a movie that he was watching, and I commented to say that it was literally the scariest movie I've ever seen, and that made me think about, kind of personally, you know, subjectively, what uh, what movies scared me the most, and I figured that would be a good uh, a good one to do today. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you know which movie I mean already? No, I don't. I mean, it must have... Must be oh. fighters? Arachnophobia. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah knows me too I well. can't believe we didn't talk about the spider in Prevenge. Oh, my God. Well, I thought... I think maybe I told the story already when I first saw the movie that um, I watched it with a friend who... Um, her husband is really into horror movies and she's not so much. And we went to the cinema together to see Prevention. She was like, on the way in, is it really scary? Because I don't do well with scary stuff. And I was like, puffing my chest out, like, burr, 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 I'm not scared. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> and then the first two minutes, there's a fucking close-up of a tarantula in a little... We were right at the front of the cinema and I was like squirming in my seat. It's terrifying. That's so funny um, because until you just said that, I forgot that there was even a spider in this movie. Yeah, oh, me too. A um, pregnant spider. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Me that Is there anything it worse? wasn't all the babies on the back spider. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no, God. Sorry. <laughs> that is literally the worst spider. Like, yeah. there are so many horrible spiders, but spider. one that's covered in additional spiders <laughs> is the worst spider. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I read, saw some article about they pulled a brown recluse out of some woman's ear. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> that's not the right story for you to know. No. I was I with my friend at, at work about it the other day. We're both, we're both terrified, and I, I don't know how it came up. It just always comes up that we talk about spiders. And then we just started sharing things we don't like about spiders. I'm going, hang on, this is getting worse. Why are we talking about how many <laughs> eyes they have? Jesus, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> there's a, uh, there, there was a comic I saw on Facebook where it's this genie and she's like, okay, I can't, you know, this guy Uh-oh. has a lamp Uh-oh. and this genie pops out and genie says, I'll give you three, ris- three wishes, but, mm-hmm. but I have two rules. I can't. I won't make anyone fall in love with you, and no flying spiders. And the guy's like, no, I, just, I just wish snakes had legs. It shows the snake, and, and he's like, and the genie writes down rule number three. <laughs> I know we have a no spider rule in our chat, but there was a really funny comic that I'll try and dig out sometime. Of uh, these uh, like trick or treaters going to an old lady's house. She's like, oh, look at your costumes, you're so scary. And they go, trick or treat. And she goes, ah, trick, motherfuckers, fire spiders, and throws fiery spiders at them. It's really funny. Hopefully that's a lap. Yeah, that's fine. I just need okay. a little bit of spiders. No, I mean. <laughs> you know, you know. Think about I corgis. understand. Corgis. 
Oh, yeah, okay, so um, who, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll just open the floor instead of making Ariel go first. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I didn't see that you had posted that until, like, right before we recorded, so I haven't had a lot I didn't, of time. I didn't post it until too far ahead of when we recorded, sorry. <laughs> so I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. Um, so I was just thinking about movies that have, like, where the images have really stuck with me mm. um, and kind of freaked me out, so... This movie, I wouldn't even classify it as, like, a favorite or anything. It just really freaked me out. Like, most movies, I watch them, I experience them, I think about them, but I don't have, like, nightmares. I don't see the images constantly after I watch them. But the movie Mama did that to me. Uh, uh Yeah. The the image of the mother just Mm. was so creepy and the sort of feral children thing and... But mostly her with her like really long limbs and dirty yeah. and mm-hmm. that image has just always uh, stuck with me. Um, and then uh, another movie I was thinking about is when I was growing up, I watched a lot of like black and white horror movies. That was kind of my introduction. And then I slowly started watching like slasher films. And then when I was like 12, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And... Mm. That movie, I know there isn't like a lot of blood in it, but in my head it does have a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that movie freaked me out more than anything I had ever seen up to that point. Where I remember yeah. I watched it during the day and went out to walk my dogs. Um, and I just like like the world seemed like foreign and wrong after it, you know? Wow. Like mm. like it really was upsetting. And I used to when I was in high school, I had this collection of like horror movie figures that was on my shelf um, across from my bed. And my best friend got me a Texas Chainsaw Massacre figure, this, like, really big one. And, like, mm. I couldn't have it on the shelf there because I would right. be, like, falling asleep and just, like, looking at this figure, you know, mm, and staring at it. So I had to to move it. I've seen it. I've seen the movie since then, and it really – it's a great movie, but for some reason I think the, the period of time I saw it at has mm-hmm. just made it – into this bigger thing in my head mm-hmm. than it actually is, you know? Right. Um, and mm-hmm. then, so another one that um, more recently really stuck with me and, and was upsetting for different reasons was Don't Look Now. Oh, I yeah. think Jody talked about watching that kind of recently. Mm, is that yeah. right, Jody? Did you see I that think recently? So, yeah. The one with Donald Sutherland? Yeah, within the last year, maybe. Yeah, so I saw it a, a few years ago. And something about just the grief in that movie and how sort of slow and it's plotted and, and how slowly it moves along. And then at the end, there's such like a, a visceral ending that that movie has really stuck with me, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was stuff that came to me at the top cool. of my head thinking mm-hmm. about it. No, those are good ones. Okay. Thanks, Ariel. Um, who would like to go next? Um, Matilda, why don't you go next? Um, okay. So, um... So the ones that one that came to me, um, which is interesting, it's a movie that I really liked, but I didn't think it actually scared me that much um, at the time. But I feel like whenever I think about this movie, it gives it gets very close to a recurring nightmare that I have. Mm. And so it's kind of blended with that. Um, And that's it follows. Mm. Oh, Um, yeah, that's a good one. I feel like. Uh, this movie really gets at like you made a regular choice yeah, mm-hmm. that has these huge consequences and you are coping with those consequences by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the, 
like you made a regular choice that has outsized consequences and now you have to like secretly deal with this so i have a recurring dream that i have um broken into someone's house Oh, wow. Like, and I had good reason to go in there, but now they're coming home and I'm going to be in trouble. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I'm not in danger, but I'm going to be in trouble. That's my Mm -hmm. dream. Like, I'm going Mm -hmm. to jail. I'm not, my dream is not that they're going to come shoot me because they find me in their house. I don't know why that's not part of a nightmare, honestly. (laughs) Right. But yeah. But that, yeah, that like my, my choices will not be understood, basically. Um, So it follows is one of them. Um, and then the other two on my list, when you put this question out there are ones that even the trailer, I was like, no, I haven't seen these movies. Oh, it's just a hard, hard pass. (laughs) Okay. Um, one is 127 hours. Oh, yeah. I passed on that one too. (laughs) Um, and the other one is open water Mm, about the couple that gets dropped in the middle Mm -hmm. of the ocean. Any movie where you are in a physical predicament and you are by yourself, mm-hmm. I am just, it's just a big, I don't even, I've never seen Castaway for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too scared to see it. Um, which is fun. I mean, and that's like, yeah, it's just a very strong part of my psychology. And it's funny that I'm, was I, when I was making this list, because it occurred to me that I just booked the longest solo vacation I've yeah. ever taken. Oh wow! Um, in October, so we'll I will report after uh, when Ooh, we talk yeah. again how that went. I'm still sure. Yeah. I'm still convinced you're going to Jessica Fletcher that shit and you're going to solve a crime. <laughs> oh please, that's like my dream. <laughs> I'm retire, going... travel around the country solving murders. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean this is a a lady of a certain age choice of a uh-huh. vacation. This is a um. <laughs> i'm going to a knitting retreat on a remote island off oh Washington wow State. that's so cool that sounds yeah. really cool yeah it's, it's awesome yeah awesome. on the uh yeah. yes it'll be fun i think it's uh on the san juan islands up outside a couple of hours north of seattle mm-hmm. nice so probably see oh, a lot of so whales you're going to be sacrificing men to bees yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty yes pretty much in the morning we'll knit I love that. In I the afternoon, the time is our own. I'll be sacrificing men to bees. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I do. I want. I want that for you, though. I, that's my dream for mm. you. That you solve solve a, solve a murder. That I solve a murder mm. in the yeah. tiny seaside and town. like that. Somehow your knitting skills will allow you to like figure it out. You know what I mean? Like there's some sort of like like maybe this there's a knitting needle. Already. Like you you figure out that was the murder weapon or something. <laughs> Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> From the local weaver. Which, by the way, would watch that series. Yes. 100% watch that series. Yeah. yeah so hopefully I don't um, lose it and start talking to a volleyball or whatever happens in the scary, <laughs> in the scary Tom Hanks movie. I can't watch <laughs> But those were my three. But it follows uh, 127. Yet yeah, self-surgery, also a hard no. So yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Pan's labyrinth sure. was a little tough in that way. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the remake of Evil Dead where she is cutting herself with the glass from the mirror. Yeah. That really that's, got that's me. That's a slideshow. Yeah. Slide show. It, For me it was licking the razor blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um oh did Sarah go again? Uh, I she think so. muted. Oh, okay. Uh, Rachel, do you want to go next? Sure. 
Um, I feel like so basic with mine, but I was trying to, the thing is, is I, I want nothing more than for a movie to scare me. Like mm-hmm. I trade, I chase that dragon, like someday it'll happen again. I know it. I keep hope burning forever. Like I can be disturbed. My movies like Midsummer disturbed me, Yeah, but mm-hmm. I haven't felt that like I'm crawling out of my skin because I'm so scared and what's underneath the seat kind of fear in a really really long time so I tried to think about movies that either gave me that at the time or that subsequently gave me nightmares or that I was frightened after the case so they're like all there's yeah so they're all things that are connected to to that and the first one of course is the one that scared me the most as a kid which was of course The Exorcist uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, growing up in a religious household, being told that Ouija boards would scream if you put them in a fire. Like, I was all oh in on all of yeah. that mythology. And so that, and that it took, it was about a girl about my age when I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I also had the flu when I watched it. Like, like your mother, Matilda, my mom would rent me anything. Yeah. Um, and I had her rent me The Exorcist, Omen 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I watched them all together. With a fever? Yes. And <laughs> for like weeks after I saw that movie, I would, I would measure my, the distance between my the headboard of my bed and the wall because I was afraid it was going to start moving like in the movie. Mm. Yes. So The Exorcist wow. was like my early scary movie. Yeah. I yeah. still on and then later when I was a horror fan, but I wasn't quite as jaded as I am now. My roommate at the time, and I was still this is before I had gone to college and learned that evolution was real, uh, and it was still very. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm such a bitter Betty about religion. But um. Like a friend of mine bought the remastered one that had the spider crawl, and when he wasn't home, this is also my friend what? whose books, witchcraft books, I burned. I threw away the video because I didn't want it in our house. <laughs> but he was also the one like I stole his witchcraft books and burned them in a barbecue at the park. I was like, scared for him. I was scared for his soul. <laughs> it's hard to date a black metal guy. It is. It is. You're nervous about this stuff. Yeah, so The Exorcist. Um, the one later was The Descent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I'm so claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. a claustrophobic nightmare that then turned into fucking monsters. That mm-hmm. movie, when I saw it, I was like, again, still not totally jaded yet. It genuinely scared me. And still to this day, even though the monster stuff is no longer scary to me, this part where they're 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 stuck and the the oh, ceiling yeah. starts to fall yeah. still oh. terrifies me. Yeah, and Agreed. then my final one. I have some honorable mentions that we'll talk about after, but the, the final one, the one that like made me wash one eye at a time in the shower for a little while afterwards, <laughs> was The Ring. That mm. movie scared Ooh. the shit out of me when I saw it in the theater. I remember yeah. it was a packed theater, and normally. That will ruin a horror experience for me. Not ruin it, but it, it, it makes it impossible for me to be scared. I was terrified when we saw that movie. And it was before it had been parodied within an inch of its life. So when she came out of the TV, yeah. mm-hmm. it was frightening. I remember I was with this guy, Ronnie Wrangler, and <laughs> who I knew for years before I knew his, I found out his name was actually Chris. Uh, but <laughs> I thought it was Ronnie because my roommate called him Ronnie Wrangler because um, he wore Wranglers. Like <laughs> um, so I was there with Ronnie Wrangler and like when she came out of the TV he was like 
he was like this six foot five like big cowboy he was like oh fuck oh shit oh hell no oh fuck oh (laughs) (laughs) and the thing was is normally when i was afraid what i would do is i'd like turn on the tv to like soothe my nerves Mm. but that movie problematized the tv for me Uh, (laughs) but there was no escape from samara and it was like every time i'd close my eyes to wash my hair I would see her face. And so I had oh. to like one eye at a time for a while and like constantly look around. I want to make sure there's no black hair in the drain. Like, so yeah, those are my three personally scary horror movies. Oh, no, those are good ones. Um, I, I had The Descent as one of my honorable mentions for the same reason, Rachel, that I'm yep. uh, yeah, pretty claustrophobic. And uh, the idea of um, just being stuck in like a narrow kind of <laughs> like not being able to move my arms and not being able to turn around especially if you're like carrying a thing and then like I have to get over there and I'm the last one and then she starts to hyperventilate and then it fucking collapses. <gasps> Good grief. Good yeah. grief. Yeah. Um, ah, Sarah's just come back. Sarah, just, just yes. in time. Do you want to do yours next? Okay, so these are movies that scared me or played on one of my phobias. Sure. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot. Of, well, none of us. No, I didn't really like. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sorry. One that I put down is Possum. Uh, came out uh, last mm-hmm. year. The puppet is creepy. It's like you know, kind of giant spidery. There's other turns in it, but it's just that like the way it's very um. The way the movie's very disjointed and the way this guy's mental illness is, well, not even so much mental illness, just, like, his mental clarity mm. is attached to this, like, spider creature and some other right. things that are going on. And, it, and it, it just, it created a lot of tension and anxiety and really kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it later. based on your, like, sort of recommendation from a few episodes back for that mm. very reason. <laughs> yeah. Glitter, the Mariah Carey movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I've totally oh, seen that movie. Oh. It's disturbing on so many I levels. had a sleepover once where oh. we watched that and Crossroads, the Britney Spears. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, God. And the funny thing about that is you weren't a teenager. No, no, no. <laughs> I know what I'm about. <laughs> like, I'm very comfortable with who I am, okay? It is terrible, though. Uh, let's see. It, it, it is. It's just awful and painful. Um, it's so bad. The gangster keeps talking about, uh, like, you owe me 10 large. Where's my 10 large? Was there one that, as a kid, really scared you? After... Yeah, and considering some of the things that I've seen that I saw as a kid, it's actually fairly tame. Mm. But the original Return of the Living Dead just really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, totally. favorite movie. It's a classic for a reason. I mean, it's... Yeah. When you're a kid, that shit is scary. But, I mean, yeah. just, his first, just his first couple of minutes where, the, where you know, the, the, the undead guy is just kind of walking across the cemetery and they see him from afar and, you know, uh, Johnny's joking with her and with, joking with Barbara and then like the guy actually she goes to apologize to the guy and he actually attacks her and just like that whole thing just got under my skin so yeah that's it cool awesome okay um well you guessed one of mine already arachnophobia yeah Um, 
because oh my god like it's and it's a great movie and that's kind of the problem because it's so good but dude, like i i can't like it's it's one of the only movies i have to watch through my fingers it, it terrifies me um but it's also really good and i do enjoy it and every so often i just put it on but no i can't I cannot uh, <laughs> i've got a few different kind of angles to to go through now um and i don't know kind of which one to do um another big fear especially as i'm getting older and um uh, I'm a homeowner now, is um, like the idea of home invasion. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of home invasion movies that haven't really kind of tapped into it, but one that has is Inside. We've talked about that a little yes. bit. It's a French movie, um, which I almost paired up with, uh, with Babadook, um, about um, a, a woman who is pregnant and she's about to go into, she's going to be induced the next morning. A lady breaks into the house to try and steal her baby. Um, and she's chasing her around with this giant pair of scissors uh, trying to steal her baby. Uh, and it's fucking terrifying and it's i had to come back to it the next morning um when i was watching it and i haven't revisited it yet partly because i'm scared uh but <laughs> also partly because what if it doesn't work for me that in the same way as it did yeah. and I, that would be disappointing mm-hmm. and um like you said right about chasing the dragon you know and, and like we we're horror fans and we like to be scared yeah yeah and when something doesn't do it you kind of go oh Aww. well that's kind of yeah. a shame. um so that's a that's a big one uh and the third one I guess especially now in this kind of world that we're living in. Uh, did you guys ever see Threads? No, but I know what yeah, you're talking about. So. It's the nuclear yes. one, right? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's about a nuclear attack in, uh, uh, um, I don't know if it's Liverpool, but it's, it's a northern city in the UK. Uh, and it's kind of a semi, um, like, docudrama um, about the, the, the fallout of that. And it's just normal people, uh, you know, people, there's a young couple and they have a baby and then, you know, there's all this radiation sickness. And it's just, I mean, it's at the time I found it depressing and now I find it terrifying. Yeah. Just yeah. the idea that, yeah. you know, right. it's becoming a real It sure a is. Real <laughs> yeah. So the, the other two, um, I have had quite different uh, different angles. One of them was uh, a movie we've mentioned already today is The Taking, uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, yeah. Because um, the idea of being, uh, similar to my kind of um, claustrophobia, I guess, the idea of not being in control. So that, um, the idea of like either demonic possession or alzheimer's whichever you know like both both are yeah. equally kind of horrifying yeah. just the idea of not being in control of your own body anymore is a real fear of mine yeah um, i've like specifically never watched that movie because of I, those reasons you should watch yeah. it it's i know so, i'm just I'm going like the alzheimer's stuff freaks me out grief stuff like with somebody yeah. being sick get ready to get dying. clockwork orange girl we're watching that <laughs> you need to see it it's all the like medical stuff in the first half of that movie though when she gets that spinal thing um yeah oh it's 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 a hard like i find it tough but in that it's way not as, well. as sad as you worry it would be right yeah yeah it's not yeah and they don't um it's not exploitative in the way that it could have been in, yeah. in terms of the things that that the character does you know like um i was thinking about the other day because we're, we're going to watch it tonight but um you know those jackass skits where they dress up as old ladies and pretend they've pissed themselves, or yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's it doesn't do anything like that. Where you're going, oh come on, like this is mm-hmm. kind of exploitative. It, I, I don't feel like it did that. No, definitely not. Yeah, but the other one that had on my list also another movie we've mentioned already is Creep. Yeah, um, because it's fucking scary anyway. But also yeah. the way he keeps he keeps scaring. I can't remember the um, the, uh, the filmmaker's name. Is it Aaron? Yeah, the guy behind the camera. I think so. And Joseph, he keeps jumping out at him and scaring him and going, "Oh my god! Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, but your face though. Oh, that was really." And I'm like, I hate that. And I would punch somebody in the face if they did that to me. And he just keeps <laughs> yeah. doing it and keeps doing it. And he's getting more and more pissed off. And he's going, "Oh, you want to kill me, don't you?" And he's like, "No, it's fine." And I, I'm just on edge the whole time watching that because I would hate it if that happened to me. 
before it even gets, you know, murdery. Before, it, before Peaches comes out? Or Peach oh, Fuzz? yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I have <laughs> a funny a relationship movie. with Peach Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it because anyway. it's kind of like an all over beard? <laughs> Like, I kind of like. I kind of want to shag Peach Fuzz. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh yeah, so good. This is why we do this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw it back to you guys. Are, are there any others uh, that you guys didn't mention? Any kind of phobia ones uh, since we've talked or? Um, yeah, I had the descent on there also because that scene where she gets yeah. stuck is still burned mm-hmm. into my brain and mm-hmm. makes my skin crawl just even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, Juon, the original like Japanese oh, movie yeah. that The Grudge was based on. Um, mostly because, one, the kid is fucking creepy. More creepy, I think, in the original than in the American remake. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, um, when they finally show you uh, in the past what happened and mm-hmm. how angry the dad is when he like the husband is um, when he kills the wife and her lover um, right. his face sticks with me because there was just like so much rage and like horror in mm-hmm. his face that ugh. yeah that one creeped me out when I saw it mm-hmm. yeah that, that maybe made bed scary as well yeah like your bed is safe and now it's not safe yeah now. that's very true yeah Anybody else? Uh, I have a couple. Hmm. So the last movie that scared me in the theater um, was Insidious. Mm, Specifically the parts where she's hearing someone talking through the baby monitor. Right. And then there's the part where, like, you see the little child with it facing away when she walks by. Yeah, that's a great scene. And that fucking song is so, that Mm -hmm. tiptoe through the tulips Mm -hmm. is terrifying. (laughs) um that was like my last theatrical like oh this is actually a really scary movie um but the movies that play on these there's two other ones and they both play on the same idea of when something notices you noticing it it becomes Mm. more interested in you right and begins to stalk you oh those that idea is terrifying to me and both of these movies have led me to have that specific nightmare that I'm mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you were saying about an inconsequential decision leading to too like, many have, consequences yes yeah. um and it's about like I don't realize what I'm doing is enticing this other this thing to be more interested in me and that is the movie the Mothman prophecies mm. oh the idea of once Mothman knows you know him like he starts becoming interested in you and like Indrid Cole calling Richard Gere and the whole chapstick scene to this day gives me chills mm. in part because it's partially based on allegedly true story right there's like the <laughs> right. whole silver bridge whatever um and then the other one is absentia which i've talked mm. about on the show before it was mike flanagan's mm. first movie uh-huh. and it, it in it the supernatural being that is making people disappear is uh like he lays basically like kind of like a a trap basically he does something to catch your attention and if you pay attention to it then he notices you notices him and he likes that and like it creates a cycle until eventually he takes right and um 
it really scared me. I've had yeah. nightmares about that movie multiple right. times mm-hmm. where I'm like, no, don't take the jewelry. Don't take the jewelry, you know, but I can't help yeah. myself. And I take the jewelry <laughs> like mm-hmm. and just the knowledge of it's watching me is really scary. Yeah, so, yeah that's a good movie. It's a that yeah, I've ending, forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah, Ugh, the ending is so fucked. I, you got to see it. Excellent. If any of you are never going to see it, I want to tell you how it ends just so I can hear you react. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you need to film yourself watching it for charm. Yeah, hey, there's a reaction video. Everybody film yourself watching the end of Absentia. (laughs) Because it is fucked. Mm. I want to rewatch the Mothman prophecies as well. They just mentioned it on um, my favorite murder a couple episodes back. Because I I didn't remember it being that good, but... I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't I know do if it's again. very good. I just know it scared the shit out of me when I saw mm-hmm. it. So it's yeah. effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and wanting to go to Hollywood and kick Richard Gere in the nuts. Why? <laughs> I wanted my money back. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I Muffin scares it, me. You know what? That's That was me. Yeah. I mean, and th- that's the whole point of personal horror, right? Like, what's something that sure. works for you? Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be good. It just has to have worked for you. So yeah. My honorable mentions were kind of like a combo of, like, Black Swan and Requiem for a Dream. Oh, God. Requiem for a Dream. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, my right. ultimate scary movie. That kind of, like, uh, real up-close body horror stuff uh-huh. is a big one for me and that kind of like singular focus where you're doing fine and totally not doing fine at the same time Uh uh-huh horror stuff Mm. is yeah Yeah. both of those have some at some point we've got to delve into the like isolation horror just so like we can rip the band-aid off we can do like a we're gonna work up to castaway We'll do the sh- work up to cast yeah. away. <laughs> that yeah yeah well i think we should do the shallows for sure well, maybe i'll watch it with from... you i'll sit with you we can take breaks instead of shame hole we should do a i've been avoiding this movie because i'm too afraid oh, oh yeah. that's yeah. a good idea yeah. yeah you can rewatch arachnophobia oh dear <laughs> I mean, oh, for me, it's, I'm gonna get stuck with like Cannibal Holocaust or something. So never mind. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not watching. Force anything on you you didn't want to watch, but, but yeah. No, that's on principle. No, no, it, I know exactly mm-hmm. what what Rachel yeah. watch. No, on the, what uh, DVD, on the Netflix DVD for Eyes Without a Face? The the, the uh-huh. French film Eyes Without a Face yeah. is Ooh. a film yeah. that the director did. That's uh, Life in a Slaughterhouse. Nope, wrong. Mm. <laughs> <Incorrect>. <laughs> wrong answer. Goodbye. <laughs> the internet is over. <laughs> the, the Zombie Girls podcast is in. It was, it was good while it lasted. Bye bye. <laughs> it's been canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. Can I just watch Arachnophobia five times in a row? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. That was fun. It was fun to like. Oh, yeah, those are good ones. I feel like we all learned a little something about each other. Yeah, on this yeah. I think that's cathartic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that just leaves streaming pick. We are venturing out of Netflix and onto Amazon Prime. All right. Right. I mean, <laughs> it is the evil empire, right? Like when you're done with the boys, you might need a horror movie, and now <laughs> you have one all set. <laughs> now, this is a movie that came out several years ago. Like I think it came out like right when Zombie Girls started, so it's been like a decade. But and I think it's a divisive film. And I think it's maybe underseen, but it was done during the time when they used to do those. Uh, they were like eight horror films they would put out every year, and they did like a little film oh, fest like around the, it. Oh, the, eight uh, films yeah. to die for. Yes. Eight, eight films yeah. to die for. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. So this was one of the eight films to die for. A little movie called Lake Mungo. Has anyone else seen this? Yes. You told me to watch it years ago. and It's great. Yeah. Not for a long time. Have you seen it? Okay. Well, if you like found footagey kind of movies, this is one that I feel like totally does not get enough love. It's an Australian movie. And here's the description from um, Amazon. When a 16-year-old when 16-year-old Alice Palmer drowns while swimming in a local dam, her family experiences a series of strange events leading them to discover that Alice led a secret and double life. Um, and I don't know that that description really give, does it justice, but I almost don't want to say too much more because it is a movie that is very much about solving a mystery. And part of it is solving the mystery of what the mystery is. So, like, uh, I will just say that it's, a lot of times when you have like talking heads, because it's a documentary more than found footage, there's found footage in it, but it, it's more of a mockumentary. And like one of the things that kind of breaks mockumentaries typically are the talking heads. Like for instance, the Poughkeepsie tapes is, I really love that movie, but we all know that those talking heads are extremely uneven. Some of them are very believable. Some of them, the acting is not so great and they pull right. you out. This is a movie where the talking heads are absolutely solid. Like, you can feel like you are watching sort of a semi-possibly supernatural documentary watching this movie. And I do think um, it has some really great twists and turns along the way where you think it's one kind of movie and then it's not. And then maybe it is. And what do you know? Like, when you it's finally resolved, you do get a definite answer. But it definitely kind of takes you through your paces throughout the movie. And um, I really love it. And I think it's underseen. And I think you should check it out. So if you like found footage and mockumentaries um then definitely check out like mungo on prime yeah mm-hmm. do you second that those of you who've seen it oh yeah i love i mean i haven't yep. seen it in years but i right. loved it when i saw it all right yeah. i don't remember I much about it, it. But i remember liking it cool so i guess that's it all right jody time has come have you mentally prepared yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Let's talk about motherhood uh, by people who don't have children. Uh, thanks, and tell us what we said wrong. And uh, see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That way. Do you have to write about it for work? No. Oh, okay. I have no excuse. <laughs> I have managed the thing I have to write about is The Bachelor. I still have yet to see a single fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just fake it till I make it that I run it by people who actually do watch it. I'm like, is this accurate? Excellent. It's too straight. Like it's just too fucking straight. Like it is like if there is such thing as straight culture, it is the bachelor <laughs> and I want no fucking part of it. <laughs> right. And now I'm wet. <laughs> now I am wet and hot. Fuck. Because you know what? I hate being wet and hot. <laughs> like, I don't like being hot. I'm okay with being wet, I guess. But the combo is bad. Is Ariel back? Oh, Andy. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> we had a long discussion um, in dance yesterday about the biggest thing we've ever fit in our bra. Mm. Like, smuggled in our bra. A What's two liter was something. Whoa! <laughs> What I want to know is the weirdest thing people found in their bra. Like, what did they later find stuck to their titty? Nuts. Yeah. Whole nuts in shell. Oh, Because I put them in there to feed the squirrels when I go out in the backyard and then <laughs> I forget. God. And then at the end of the day, sometimes, like, I remember last just night, hazelnuts, last... filberts just go shooting at the end of the day when I take my bra. When we went to that clothing swap thing, I lost both my 
phone and my wallet in my bra. <laughs> and like, I thought they were gone. Could not find them. Could not locate them. They had like fallen down into like the black hole in my bra. You can edit all this out. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah.